Hey, what's up, guys? It's Joel. If you guys haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to the Heat vs. the World podcast. Or for today's episode, we'll probably call this the Sufo Sky Force Restoral Pod. <laughs> Today, I got the usual guests. None other. We got Miami Clutch PE. Say what's up, Clutch. What's up, y'all? Miami Clutch PE on Twitter. And I guess we have a lot to talk about today. And then following him, we got a new member in Romari. Say what's up, Romari. What's up? And then following him, we got Brian Young as usual. Say what's up, Brian. Hey, what's up? And then last but not least, another usual guest in Jimmy Buckets. Say what's up, Jimmy. Hey, Heat Nation. What's going on? It's uh, your boy Jimmy Buckets with three Zs on Twitter. So anyways, and by the way, uh, y'all know me already. Uh, Joel, and y'all can follow me on Twitter as well, JoelKJacob underscore. So without further ado, let's get into today's discussion. So, I mean, nothing new happened today, right, guys? Like, no, I can't actually not. <laughs> Just a normal. I day. can't think of anything. Are you talking about NBA news or like world yeah. news or like politics or what? I don't know. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, you know Trump's second impeachment. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what y'all are talking about. I mean, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Trump getting impeached a second time. Nothing else major happened. And then there's the big news, the the major story of Victor Oladipo to the Rockets. Nothing else, just Victor Oladipo. I couldn't believe it. That big three of James Harden, Victor Oladipo, and all that. I know, know, but the one thing I was wondering about is how how did the Rockets get Karis LeVert to trade for Oladipo? That's Karis in the second for Oladipo. Texas wasn't going to pay Oladipo that far. They're too cheap. Damn, man. I, I might need to jump on, on on Shams and Woj and see what's going on right now. Yeah, that one caught me off guard. I wouldn't – I I thought they would have wanted to keep Paris LeVert, um, especially since Oladipo is expiring. I mean, he could he could walk. They're both expiring, to be truthful. Both of the contracts up at the end of the year. Oh, is Karras expiring at the end of the year? He, he's a free yeah. agent? Oh, no, 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 no. You're right, you're right. Karras has a two. I think he has two years left. Oh yeah, three. Years. Yeah, so it would make more sense to keep him. I, I would think for the Rockets, because otherwise, you know, you gave up a guy that you could probably trade for something valuable for a guy that could easily leave to Miami if you felt like it. That's so funny you said that, Brian. Because before y'all got on, when I was just talking to Joel, we were talking about the whole trade and everything, and I was like, you know, that's. It all makes sense. I said, the only thing I don't understand is why the heck did the Rockets unload Levert for an expiring Oladipo contract? When I, I mean, I believe they're both great players, but I think Levert has more potential, especially if he's going to be have a bigger role. 
So that's the only thing I didn't get. It was that's a weird. That's weird. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. I think that if I'm the Rockets, I would probably want to keep Levert. Um, but you know, I guess um, unless they're really confident that Oladipo is is really going to be, uh, you know, an All Star for them, and he's going to be healthy and resign. But I yeah. I don't know. I I would probably like I said. I, I like what I like what the Rockets have though, as far as athleticism. If everybody's healthy. Because they have four freak athletes right now, and in, in if if healthy, in Wall, Oladipo, Wood. And, I mean, Cousins used to be, but he can still he can still get around. But he's still a force now. They have four good. That's a good core, and then you still have Tucker and Gordon. And oh no, did they get rid of Tucker? Wait, wait, wait. No, no Tucker's still there. Tucker's still there. Okay. They're probably trying to move off the team now. And they got four first round picks and four pick swaps. That's crazy. That's a lot of stuff. They got a Houston. Houston, I think, got what they were looking for. I don't think we could have offered nowhere anything like that. that. <laughs> we didn't have nowhere near I mean, that. Bro, we had one 2027 yeah, first round and like a 2022 next year. So. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't. Whatever. Yeah, there was no chance. Victor Oladipo no compared to Vert was pretty much a lot of removes, though, really. Because we already know what Victor Oladipo is. He's a you know top twenty player, easily went healthy, an all star. Levert, he's pretty much uh, he's been a role player this whole time. But they both injury prone, so it's really like you got an injury prone guy for another injury prone guy. They both been injured, both suffered injuries past yeah, two seasons. So it 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 just comes down to Houston. They Oladipo gives them the best chance to stay competitive this year. Than Levert, and that's that's basically it. It's, um, I don't well, think they they is. thought about Oladipo this past this one year. Well, uh, Oladipo does. John Wall's not the best defensive player in the world. I mean, let's let's go ahead and get that straight. So I mean, right. Oladipo does give some nice defense up top for him. So maybe that's they're true. looking at it at that angle. I think they're going I mean, to there's the fact that they don't have the year, so I guess I, I guess I get the perspective that they probably want to be as competitive as possible. But I don't know that you know they would have been. I mean, like I, I don't think that their record would have been too different with Karis Levert. Um, and again, as they go forward in time, you know, if you if either way you would have planned to keep them both, I, I don't know. But it's it's so funny. It's I'm sorry. It's so funny we're talking about Levert and Oladipo trade. That's been the whole. That's been the whole yeah. of the podcast so far. I've just been waiting for Joel K. I've just been waiting for Joel K. Jacob to, to intervene. <laughs> hey man, you know it happens sometimes. But honestly, I thought at some point we're going to have to address it. This guy is falling. Guy is falling. But anyway, Harden trade. Yeah. I wonder if Kyrie's going to get moved to them. Because there's no way that they're going to keep Kyrie with all his antics over there. That's not possible. That's going to be that's gonna be wild. I mean, I honestly thought that Kyrie was going to Houston when I saw the trade. First. Yeah, me too. Because of the way he's been acting. I would have thought, thought Brooklyn just said, okay, have him. Yeah, Kyrie and a couple of days, they won't have to give up as much as they did. Probably Kyrie Irving on like two first-round picks, call it a day. Have Jared Allen, you walking off with most of your depth, so you still keep Curse Levert. 
Who, who's going to be the Who's going to be the Nets backups? A good question. That's I, I thought about that. Team, I don't know their roster. <laughs> the real question is who's their starting team? I mean, I, look, I looked at their depth. I think they have like DeAndre Jordan. That's not the move. He's lost. DeAndre Jordan's uh, not playing more than twenty-five minutes. I wonder if who Rendingas? Do they have Rendingas? For... Claxton is Claxton still on the roster? Who? Uh, yeah, Claxton's still there. Yo, that. He, he I remember when the Nets used to have – I remember when the Nets used to have Reggie Evans as their backup big man, and he used to come in for like 12 minutes a game and just eat. He, I would put him in my fantasy, like DraftKings or FanDuel, for so cheap, and he would come in for like 12 minutes and get like 20 or 25 fantasy points. It's a monster. Mm-hmm. Such a monster. Yeah, my guess is we're probably going to see – we're probably going to see a lot of Katie at the five, right? I mean, other than – unless they're going to play Claxton a lot, then – Hey, Katie, has Katie ever so, played the song? Which is weird, so <laughs> I don't know how don't they're going to – what else they're going to do. I, he would get – yo, he would get bought – yo, bro, he would get bodied by, like, Adams or Jokic or, you know, any big dude. Yeah, he that, would that, that would put a whole other definition yeah, in football. I mean, unless they're going to find someone. I mean, I guess uh, Dwayne Dedman is still out there. That might be a nice pickup for them. Um our maker just got yeah, waived by yeah. the Cavs. Why not pick him up if you're the Mets? You lose nothing, you get a nice young player. He has playing potential. He looked good in back in Milwaukee, but Speaking after of- that, it was downhill. Who's who? Bond maker. Who's that? Ramon. Bond maker. Oh yeah, yeah, the oh, one that he lied. He lied about his age when he was in <laughs> yeah, he middle school and high school. He's like thirty. He was like, like thirty. He was like twenty. Yeah, he was like 23, pretending to be 18. I watched a documentary. <laughs> yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, that's an option. It's, it's definitely an option. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Thon hasn't been great so far, and like, I don't know. There, there aren't a ton of options for them, really. Um, well, if they want to stay big, I think that's the know, way to go. It's kind of like Thon making is nice. He's tall enough. He's he looked nice back in Milwaukee, but he forced his way out. And then after that, he was pretty much downhill. Detroit didn't work out. Air is terrible. Nobody really wanted him. You know, not enough opportunities. Kind of like Mo Bamba. We all forgot about Mo Bamba. You know, the seven-footer out of Texas. Uh, Orlando got him. You feel me? I love He's not even getting no minutes. <laughs> That's an option. He, he, came yeah, on, Detroit, he came on the scene, had a rap song made about him, and exactly then just disappeared. Exactly. Yo, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit's big man development must be awful. Like, had they, they, like, they didn't do anything. They had Christian Wood. They had, they've had so many good big men. I mean, minus their championship run, and I think what a four or whatever, or three or four or whatever. But they haven't had any like since Ben Wallace. Or, yeah, Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace error. Anything. I mean, they've had good players. Like, they had Drummond. They didn't do crap with him. They had Wood. They didn't do crap. Yo, Drummond's, Drummond's a freak. Hey, speaking speaking of, what if, I wonder I wonder what Cleveland's going to do with Drummond now that That's they got Jared question. Allen. They probably got to move him. Right? Yo, here, kitty, kitty. I think he, he has a it's ridiculous like contract, though, doesn't he? Like that. 
It's like twenty. Oh, that's like, not bad. Yeah, it's not the worst Celtics thing in the world. The most big. Oh, I thought it was. Honestly, I too. thought it was really big. Celtics got that. His contract's only twenty. It's million. twenty-eight he's million. He's only twenty million. But oh, he's, 20. A, he's expiring. He's expiring. Yeah, it's, it's only this. Oh, so we can prove it. And then yeah. after that, he's a free agent. So uh, Celtics, I'll say, why not the Celtics? Yo, little Kelly O, little, little Kelly O, Myers, none action up to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> that could work. Ke- Kelly O has yeah. been playing better than better than Ryan Clay right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yo, can, Joe, or guys, can we at some point talk about how much fun that game was last night? Yeah. Even though we lost, it took a carry and Joel and Bibb's career game of all time versus the uh, versus the Sioux Falls. I didn't even get to watch the Sioux game because I was at work, but I came on Twitter and I instantly saw like at like two in the morning. And I was like, oh, this person talking mad. Crafter, someone that beat the Heat by three. Troy Handy with Lower B. Bro, it was an awesome game. It was an awesome game. I remember posting about something that he was playing with the middle school JV team. How do you brag about beating a team with no Jimmy, no Bam, no Dragic, no Iguodala, and pretty much with Ben and Joel, and you win by three points? That's not okay. You win by three points? Come on now. That's not okay. It took you could, it took um what's his name Joel Embiid turning into prime Shaq just for them to win as well. That that's not and, even and, Shaq. That's Will Chamberlain. <laughs> Yo, and da- Danny 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 Green turned into something. He's never played that good. He went zero for seven. Then he hits nine for thir- nine for whatever he shot thirteen or whatever. And has he has like blocked steals assists. What's, what's it, what's who is that? 2013 Danny Green. That's what he turned into. He turned into Heat Killer Spurs, Danny Green. Honestly, after the Spurs, Danny Green has not been nothing besides decent in like one great shot a year, okay? He's been awful. <laughs> yeah, until last night. Until until last night, he decided to take all of his frustrate, frustration out and one so, night. You know what? Well, he got a lot of history with us from the Heat, you know? It was after it was after he broke Ray Allen's three point record in the championship. He just fell off a cliff. It was just defense and like one great shot of you. That's all. Yeah, yo, a pre- precious put up precious put up like seventeen, thirteen and three or something, and he played almost thirty six minutes, and his per thirty six were uh, right on. He put, up, he put I, up a really great fourth quarter yeah, too. Uh, right. He looked so good. I mean, he's having a good quarter for the last drive. The only, yeah, exactly. The only thing negative I saw was his defense on Embiid, which he played decent, but he's going against Joel Embiid as a rookie, who's probably arguably the best center in the league or top two, besides Jokic. And I think he did good. I think he played a really good game. Yeah, he did really well. Like you would think, like. Okay, no, no Goran, no Jimmy, whatever. But if you would, if we would have had Bam, I think we blow them out. Like the way, yeah, just because of the de- defense on Embiid. Yeah. Everybody, everybody looked good. Gabe, what do y'all think? What do y'all think about Gabe Vincent? Like he, he definitely looked, gets. Yeah, numbers, I'm right? playing Gabe. Oh, he looked good. So he looked good, bro. After bro. Avery Bradley and Gabe Vincent, like Kendrick Nunn is never seeing a basketball court again. Never, yo. Did Gabe, did Gabe Vincent not look really good last night? He kind of reminds me of Wayne Ellington a little bit. 
I don't know why. Maybe it's because they run the same number and they're about the same bit. size. But you know, he's, he's yeah, he's a better he's finisher around the rim than I thought. And he can really handle the ball and kind of yeah. run an offense. Like he he looked good. He looked good at the one. In my eyes, he looked good, and I'm a I'm a big critic of stuff. Like he looked good. Uh, I I thought it was a even though we lost, I thought it was a win for us because um, we got to see what Hero looks like as a primary scorer, which I think this is something, this is a take that I have. It might be a hot take. It might not. I think that Hero should take 20 shots a game every game, even when Bam and, and, and Jimmy get back because they're not looking to take that many shots. They're looking to facilitate and play their role. And we need a volume scorer slash shooter. And I think Hero needs to evolve into that. He can be our little skinny white James Harden, our, our Tyrone Hero. He needs to take 20 shots a game and average over 20 points a game. Let Bam and Jimmy fill in. But I think Hero needs to be our primary scorer. That's just me. But I would love to hear anybody's takes on that. Hero does look a lot better when he's going at the rim. It's crazy. Like, it's a whole, he's a whole different player when he's attacking the basket instead of settling for step back jumpers. Yeah. And he can do it too. He can, he can actually do it against any team. He can, he's proven it. There's not a team he can't do it against. He's done it against all the best. I mean, I've always said that. Like, I, this is kind of why I said the hero isn't a point guard. Like, he, he's, he's a scoring guard, right? Like, he's not the guy that you want setting people up. Like, he have people that can do that. Hero's a guy that, you know, when he has the ball in his hands, you want him to be aggressive. And that's when he looks the best. A lot of the time when he was playing basketball, when he was playing his best basketball, he was playing off of Gabe Vincent. Yeah, he played well. Yeah, and they played good together. Yeah, and they played well together. Like, I don't see why Hero can't do that more often, learn how to play more off ball, get the ball, attack straight to the rim, not do any of that side-to-side dribble nonsense he's, he used to do. I, I, I even see him evolving even within this year as the beginning of the year. Even though it's early, I can see that he's learned from his mistakes. I mean, you got to look at it this way. He has back-to-back 30-point games. Now, this is probably all the confidence he needed. Now we see what goes from here. I love Hero, man. I love Hero. He's so good. Hero's not a point guard, so that's why I wanted he could take a point guard with the 20th pick in the draft. But everyone's like, oh, we got enough playmakers. Precious a good pick. But I feel like point guard was just like the obvious hole that was missing. Like, and now. So would would you would you rather have Maxi or Precious? I would rather have RJ Barrett because Maxi doesn't strike me as a point guard. He strikes me like Tyler Hero. He's a scoring guard. And yeah, I don't. Was, was, I don't. I, mean, I think we all want RJ Barrett, but oh no, not RJ Hampton. Yeah, RJ Hampton. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, I'm too drafted. I was like, I'm not. If we said we all wanted to tell the over R.J. Barry, R.J. Barry definitely has a higher ceiling. And that's why he went third overall in last year's draft. I be watching like, people on Twitter and they're like, oh, and YouTube go like, oh, if there was a redraft, Tyler Hero go third. I'm like, third? I'm like, okay, I love Tyler Hero, but he doesn't have the ceiling to go third. Because, like, when I think about drafting, if you're in the top five, you draft for ceiling. R.J. Barrett 100% has a higher ceiling than Tyler Hero and probably John Morant, but John Morant fit better with the Memphis Grizzlies. So 
you know. Oh, I don't know about that. John Morant, John Morant's good. Yeah, John, uh, John Morant think, beast. Yeah, John Morant is a beast. But I was about to throw my hat in that. I ring think he's a beast, but he's not. I think RJ yeah. Barrett has a higher ceiling, though. I think it's safe to say that RJ Barrett has a higher ceiling than John Morant. The John Morant? Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see that. I'm a. I'm, no? I'm a Duke fan, and I disagree. But actually, I want to – before we continue with that, there's a huge reason why I wanted you on the pod, Romari. So, now that James Harden is off the market, the question is who's next? And I know one player a lot of people are thinking about is maybe Bradley Beal. So, there's one player from the – that would specifically go in that tr- – he, oh my gosh! I know he did not leave right before I was gonna ask. Him. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> wow! Hello. That's uh, epic. That's the devil. I gotta disconnect you. Yeah, my Bluetooth is acting up. I gotta get some new ones. <laughs> All right, all right, that's fine. Ramari, quit buying your Bluetooth from the roadside Man, stands in Hialeah. Hey, now they speak right. Japanese. They don't even speak English, okay? So I'm <laughs> over these bitches. So they act one worse every like every other day. Hey, right. right, that's cool, Ramari. Listen, so <laughs> so a lot of people think Miami should go after Bradley Beal now. Now, obviously, there's one player specifically that Miami would have to trade that I know we're against it, but maybe this is something worth debating about. So I want to ask you, Romari, right here, right now, would you trade Tyler Hero for Honestly, I love Bill, and y'all know this. You guys know I was one of the first talking about Bradley. We're not getting Bradley Bill last summer. I was like, we're going to get him next summer, okay? And I was talking about this year. We're going to get Bradley Bill this year. But now, I don't... I. Bradley Bill doesn't press over the hump. I don't see how he puts us past the Lakers, how he puts us past the Nets. If he even really officially in the playoffs. Okay, I don't see like I don't see us winning a championship with Bill. So I'd rather stick with a hero and bam and do as bet our best that we can do with Jimmy. You feel me? Because I don't wanna waste Jimmy's time and I don't wanna waste Bam and Tyler Hero's time either, because then they're just gonna be like, well, we're gone. You didn't do right by our boy Jimmy. That's our dog. Like, but I'd rather stay pat and go for it with what we can do without trading for Bradley Bill. Because I think trading for Bradley Bill, especially since we're the Heat and that's the Wizards, they're gonna ask for like four first round picks off back in Charlie Zero. That's the starting point because that's not only our division rival, but that's our arch enemy. Like, they hate us. Like, we take championships and we take food off of the plate every year. So, honestly, I don't see how it would take a Bradley Bill demanding in his last year of his contract of life. I want to go to the Heat. That's the only team I'm going to sign an extension with to actually be like, okay, now the price drops a little to like two first round picks and maybe Tyler Hero and some fillers. But, Honestly, I think Tyler Hero and Bam, and then get a point guard, and that's our future core. Keep it pushing. KZ look nice, you know. I saw little KZ. He looked cool. Precious looked cool, but I'll trade Precious, but not Tyler Hero. That's just, I feel like Tyler Hero and Bam, that's going to be like a top five, duo in the East, 10 years. We're going to playoffs, championships. We're like, we're right there on the brink with those two. 
That's my. That's the only reason I'm saying no. But just, but just to be clear, so because I know some people are listening to this, they might not feel that way. I know uh, a lot. <laughs> but you know, just to be clear, just to clarify, you're saying that you would never trade. Tyler Hero for Bradley Yeah, Beal. he doesn't put us. I don't see how Bill puts us over the hump. We're not one player away. We're like two players away from officially getting over that hump. And I think Jake missing Jake Crowder, that's going to hurt us a little bit. Mo Hartless, he's nice. He's not Jake Crowder, but he's nice, okay? And that's going to take him some time to get into rhythm. And a lot of people are going to be like, oh, my God, Campbell, you said that Mo Hartless is nice. He's been playing like shit. Like, man, it's the start of the season. It's been, what, 10 games? You know, 9, 10 games. Like, don't overreact, but more heartless is not James Carter. He's nice, but we're still, like, two pieces away. So, I got to say no. I don't see how Bill puts us over the hump. All right, so what do y'all feel about that? So, so Ramari, if we were to have gotten James Harden, James Harden didn't press over the hump either because we need more defense and we also need another point guard. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, but then your 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 point is valid then. Yeah, since I, you oh yeah, that, I didn't want so. James Harden. If y'all look at the stats, I I was always like I I love James Harden and that's the crazy part and that's why I was like I love Harden, but I don't want him because how much he would have costed. Like we saw how much he went for. Damn, you really you love you love like, some hero, bro. Like I, I love James Harden. Like that's my boy. Hero. Like I, he should not be a one-time MVP. He should be a two, maybe even three-time MVP. But we all know where the chips fell. He's a one-time. You feel me? You all saw what he went for. But honestly, I'm gonna give you guys a name. Let me know. I think Mike Conley. We could target Mike Conley and get him for cheap. I think he he's gonna solve a point guard issue I mean, and the defense at the guard spot. But what y'all think? We know the Heat <laughs> No, I don't love Mike Conley. I just think, I like, Mike Conley's basically Drew Holiday, just slightly older. And I think if we could get a glimpse of old Memphis Mike Conley, like, that's an improvement our our defense and for our point guard position moving forward. Like, yeah, he doesn't. Memphis Mike Conley. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like, he, like you told Mike Conley? Oh, no, no. But if we could get if folk could get him right and get him back to the Memphis days and just get a glimpse, it's like we got Drew Holiday, but slightly better. Because I think Drew, I think Colin was better than Drew, in my opinion, in Memphis than Drew was in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, in his prime, yeah, of course. So that's what I'm thinking. You know, that's a good point. I, I I didn't think of uh I didn't think of Mike Conley as a name, but um. Miami and especially Eric Spoelstra, he's known for getting the best out of any player. So getting Mike Conley, who has always been on the Heat radar, from what I've read all from a while back, he's always been on the Heat radar. They just never managed to get him. Um, that's a really good name. Before that, I was ho- I was hopping on the on the Five Reasons train and thinking Kyle Lowry might be an option here. Now that a lot of the options Kyle are off the is table. an option, but I don't think. He's just a, that's a one year option, and he's basically Paul Millsap costing a bunch of money at this point for like one, two years. That's what he's gonna do now. I think he's gonna, he's gonna be like Paul Millsap and just go where the highest bidder takes him. He wants to win, but he's gonna go to the highest bidder. We all saw Paul Millsap get what 30 million for one year in Denver, so 
unless we got that type of cash in Miami to pay for Lowry. And I think Lowry's a good option because he does solve defense. He's a little undersized, but he solves defense and he's a good point guard. So, you know, the flop team. Hey, and he's a flop team. So, you know, we, we're going to be at the free throws way more, too. I mean, they're both uh, free agents next year. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Heat will lead the league in charges with <laughs> Kelly O and uh and and exactly. uh and Lowry. And have, we'll be at the free throw line because Lowry be flopping like a mug. Okay, he be oh ref, I got injured. I got hit. Oh, I need my shots at the free throw. So you know, we'll be at the free throw finishing the games, you know, narrow margins, but we'll be at the free throw line finishing the games off. He's gonna be like, Boo, you guys are taking all free throws. It's okay. Relax. It's okay. We just want trying to win over here, okay? Man. Hey, but quick thing. So, all right, so Romari. So, I get, I mean, okay, I mean, that's your opinion with Beal. But earlier you just said that um you don't think Harden would put us over the hump if he was to come to Miami. I mean, can you just go all over right, that so. again real quick? Because it's – Sort of like disagreeing with that. So yeah, so my argument with Harden, same thing with Harden, is he's a phenomenal player. He's great. But issue is that defense again, and then we also lose even more depth getting Harden. So say we got Harden. All right, so now we lose Tyler Hero. We need $80. Kelly Olenek. That right there, that's three guys that are just in our rotation. Two key guys that played hella minutes in the playoffs for us down the stretch. So right there, we're already kind of losing people, and we're already already shallow enough last year in the playoffs. So Harding, great offensively, phenomenal. Defensively, he's good and spurts like LeBron James when he wants to be. But um, I like Harding, but he doesn't put us over the hump because we're still two guys away. And then you can even make the case that Harding would be three guys away, really, because then we need another two people to pick up the defense. So Avery Bradley might have been gone too in the in the Harden trade. Uh, he couldn't have been traded. Not yeah, yet. Uh, yeah, until not, a certain date. Yeah, kind of like the Maxi. That's why I, when I thought honestly, I was like, you know, Harden to Seventy Sixers make the most sense. You get Tobias Harris with him, and you have Joel Embiid. So they all kind of got their own area of speciality, their own area special skill set. They're gonna thrive. All they would need to do was to give it to Doc Rivers, and they they're winning championship. Maybe, maybe win a championship. Okay. Because they would have had to give up Ben Simmons, Matisse Tybal, uh, Maxi, and I think Shake Milton, and then some pace, you feel me? But, yeah. you know, I think that it would have been worth it for some of these fishers. You finally get out the first round, second round, maybe win the East, potentially have the best team. The deal breaker was Maxi. I read that from, it, like, verified sources. They, they didn't want to give up Maxi. That was what – that's what why Houston That's went crazy. with Brooklyn, but Houston wanted Max yeah, and Thibault, right? Yeah, both. Plus both. the picks. That's crazy. But it would have been plus picks. Yeah, plus the same. I believe. Yeah, I believe the same. I believe they wanted the same pick uh, package that they got from uh, that they got from Brooklyn. I believe they wanted first four first rounds and four pick swaps. I think they wanted the same thing. Plus, all right, plus Simmons, Maxi, Thibault, and. Maybe, maybe uh, Milton, the, yeah. the Milton. Maybe. I, I think Milton, he's just a scorer. Thibault, he's hella good on defense. He can become better on, at shooting and scoring. Maxi, he's a nice 
So basically, they're gonna get everything that they needed for Ben and John Wall. So they traded John Wall basically because when you get Ben Simmons, you need shooters. That's the only way he can succeed. Him and Giannis are the same players. They need shooters to succeed. Otherwise, they're shit. They're gonna get their numbers, but the team's gonna lose every game. So as far as Harden and Miami goes, I absolutely think that they're title contenders. Uh, they would they would have been. I mean, all right. So so let's just, let's just break this down a little bit, right? So the Fillers, I don't think are too big of a loss, right? It would be like Kelly Olenek and Andre Godala who are rotation players, but a lot of us have been trying to trade Kelly for years. Like, I, I mean, there's a lot of games where he just doesn't play, so I don't think it's, you know, a stretch to say that his loss wouldn't be super big of an impact. Um, Iguodala, I think he's he's obviously good. You know, he still, still has a little bit left in the tank, but I think he's a replaceable player at this stage. The two big pieces that you're really talking about are Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, which in a vacuum would be huge losses, but you're replacing them with a guy who averaged like 35. So, you know, like, I, I don't know. I think, I think offensively you could, you could stomach that if you're getting one of the greatest scorers in NBA history, you know? And, um, and then like, like beyond that, I mean, picks, I guess, but we all know Riley would trade picks for a star in a heartbeat if he has them. So that's not a huge loss. Um, Precious would be kind of a big, you know, because then you don't really have a backup big, and you're you're forced to play Myers. But again, you could probably find some guys on the mar- on the free agent market or in the buyout market to you know back up Bam over time. Um, yeah, like you can like. E- e- so the thing is, even if they even if they got hard and they didn't win this year, like they'd be going in the next offseason. Bam Adebayo, James Harden, and Jimmy Butler. Like guys are gonna want in Miami. Like guys are gonna want to play there. So, you know, I, I think I, I think that if they got him, it it would have been fine. I, I wouldn't have been worried about it at all. I mean, it's a lot to give up, and I, I can understand why they didn't want to give up half the team for Harden, but I don't think there's any doubt they would be a serious title contender. I wouldn't be well, afraid with James Harden, that's, that's for sure. To that, though, you can't win a title without defense. So where's the defense coming from if you're losing Andre Iguodala? And you're losing Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek gave AD fits last year in the finals a little bit. Offensively, he you know, did a little. It's idiotic. It was, I, I would. I, 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 I wouldn't say Kelly Olenek. Is uh, no, most definitely not. Talking about him going up against so. AD. <laughs> like, oh no, 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 no. first everyone, everyone shines sometimes, and you know it's just those certain spurts that you need sometimes. And I just don't. I think yeah, it's a title contender, but you lose so much depth. Where do you replace the depth at? Where you replace the defense? Because then you're losing Precious. You're gonna lose Andre Godal's defense, which is good enough. You know, I think we definitely. I think, I think Riley's still gonna explore the trade market, and I think he's gonna shop Iguodala, Kelly Olynyk, and I think none and probably some picks to see I what mean, he can get. So Iguodala is a defensive loss, but. Who else would like Kelly Olenek, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero aren't defensive losses? Like James Harden is yeah. James Harden is an underrated defender. Just first of all, he's he's not, oh, yeah. he's not what he was years ago. So I actually think your guard defense might be a little bit better with with Harden. Um, and again, like if you're just talking about depth, like you can find guys to play with those three 
you know, there's like I said, there's going to be guys that want to come to Miami and play with them. Like you, you get the star first, and you right. worry about the depth after. It's not let's get the other guys first and then get a star. It's let's let's get the Kevin Durant or the LeBron Jameses or the Anthony Davises and the James Hardens first, and we build a team around them. Like I, I don't know, I don't I I don't think that the depth is too worrisome. Especially anything is you know, hello depth. You have three stars. You and one of them is is again the one of the greatest scorers ever. So you can you can survive not having a ton of depth with those three. You'll, you'll be good. If there's any team in the NBA that can find depth, is the Miami Heat out of nothing. They can make something out of nothing, and they've done it over and right. over and over again. So I don't think that that is an issue at all. Like they could replace that by signing a bunch of random G League guys and turning them into the next Max Struss or whichever these guys are. You know, until you run into LeBron James, then it's like, okay, now all of a sudden they're all getting exposed because whenever you play LeBron, it's unfair because basically you're going up against two coaches instead of one. LeBron's basically the coach on the floor and the coach off the floor, really, when he wants to be, but he's really the coach and the floor general on the floor. So he makes adjustments while playing. He doesn't have to call timeout. He can just, okay, in transition, do this now. Uh, change how we're doing it. Like, you know, whenever you play LeBron, you're basically going up against two coaches instead of one, which is unfair to anybody. But it's how it goes. I mean, you know, we all wish you could have someone like that, you know, on every team. Like, okay, change this. Nah, do this. Call timeout, coach. Okay. Like, you know, but – I mean, yeah, Le- LeBron's not easy to beat because he's LeBron, but you would rather James Harden. For If, you, if you're going to face LeBron, you'd rather James Harden than almost any guy we have on our team. I mean, outside of Sam and Jimmy. Right. And we just saw Jimmy. We just saw Jimmy Butler go toe to toe. Exactly. With so, like, I mean, imagine adding James Harden to that. So, the defense James Harden gives is phenomenal and first. But. Overall, our defense on the guard position will be so much weaker because he's not going to play defense. You know, he's not going to try every night on defense like we do once. He's going to do where okay, but, like, but then we would still have we would still have uh, Avery Bradley. We would still have him no matter what because of the dates. He wouldn't be in the trade if if it would if it did happen. But we would have Avery Bradley to cover for that. We would have um, I forget his name. Uh, Okay. Mo Harkless and yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think and Gabe Vincent, who was proved to be somewhat of a I, I don't see how that happens. I'd be shocked if that happens. Like, Hero and Duncan Robinson, good players, but you know, they got targeted in the playoffs. Like, that was that was a literal strategy is let's see if we can get these guys switched on us and you know, attack them. You know, and I guess oh, yeah. it was hardened, but it's, yeah. it's more difficult. He's a bit better than those guys. Well, Everyone's had something. Yo, let's let's bounce. Let's bounce to let's bounce to another topic because I this is something I want to ask y'all. Because uh, I mean, we didn't get hardened, so let's not talk about what ifs. Let's talk about what's going to go on now. As far as what y'all think, what what do you guys think that the Eastern Conference is going to look like for us if we maintain the same roster or if we pick up, you know, a key player? It, via trade, um, I, I know one thing wasn't mentioned was possibility of DeRozan and Aldridge 
far as I know, that's something to throw out there. But let's let's see what what do you guys think about what we how we stand in the East as we are, and if we were to pick up uh, maybe a, another player that's. Available. I actually don't think too much has changed. I think that the Nets were already the favorites, um, or at least co-favorites to maybe the Bucks. Uh, I think that they just kind of widened that gap. So I still think that this is a team that's definitely going to make the playoffs and be competitive. Um, it kind of depends on when they run into the Nets. You know, I still think that, you know, especially if they make another couple moves, they can be competitive with the Bucks and, and the Celtics. I think it's just going to be like, you know, at what point do they see the Nets and – and it kind of a lot of it also kind of depends on Kyrie yeah. what, what he's going to do. Um, so yeah, I still think we could probably take it around yeah. the conference finals. And if things break perfectly for them, like if the Bucks beat the Nets and they meet the Bucks in the East Conference Finals, I think they get some of the finals. Yeah, I probably say yeah. I still say that he is still a top three team in the East as far as rosters go and as far as playing in the playoffs will go. I think the Heat are still a top three, but Nets. It's just the Bucks kind of the Nets put a little more of a gap between them, and then they're kind of gonna shore it up because you, you kind of gotta figure out Kyrie Irving's gonna be on the move now. Now that we got Harden, for all his antics, like okay, Kitty, we got Harden, boom, move Kyrie, that easy. But right, I think they're gonna try the big three. They're gonna try the big three with Kyrie, and they're gonna they're gonna find that it's not gonna work because I really don't no, think it's gonna work. And then they're gonna trade him to for more more pieces that they need, more defensive pieces, yeah. more stuff like that. Which might be even scary. That might be even scarier. That's what I was thinking. Because people would pay a King's ransom. I don't for know about Kyrie. King. Yeah, because Kyrie's if, even, though he's look, cra- even though he's crazy. If you look at Kyrie just on the court, not the off court stuff, he's he he was on his way to be MVP candidate. A couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this year at the start. Yeah, the start. The start of this year, yeah. Right. If we're talking about the first few games, the first four or five games, he was to me, he was an MVP candidate. Not the favorite, but he was probably. So this season, Kyrie was averaging twenty-seven, five, yeah. and six, shooting fifty percent from the field and forty-two percent from three on eight, almost nine three-point attempts per game. Okay. Wow. And with that being said, I, the, I, if I'm the Heat, I do not go anywhere near Kyrie Irving, though. Yeah, Hell but no. still, when you think about it, you gotta get you get the off court with the on court. So it's pretty much like his on his off the court value is like shit. Are you gonna come play? Or are you gonna be more drama throw? And the question is, what team takes him? Like, the teams what that team really wants? I mean, there's gonna be really wants drama. There's gonna be teams that are like, yo, we're close, or we're really bad right now, and we need you know an an influx of energy and. You know, just a really good, just a really good player. So we're gonna be got teams that offer stuff up. I just don't know if it's gonna be a team like the Heat because they probably don't want to give up everything for a guy that could retire tomorrow. But I also think that they'll tra- they'll take a little less for Kyrie Irving. If it, I think for wh- whatever team that gets Kyrie Irving, it has to be a three team deal because they're gonna want good rotation players, but it's gonna be like a bad team that's gonna want him. Maybe like the Charlotte Hornets or maybe Knicks just to grab some headlines or something. You know. Maybe Detroit, you never know. But because uh, he's really good on the court, but this is off the court, like, oh, you're not going to call the coach. Oh, you got an issue. Oh, and then you got to think he's also injured a lot. So he misses games. He's not always healthy. You know, he missed a couple of games in Boston. He missed, a, he missed half a season last year, finished it injured. So 
you know. So you gotta, you gotta take all that yeah. into account as well. For Kyrie Irving, like, okay, he's a phenomenal player, yeah, but he's also like very injury prone ish. Him and Steph Curry. They missed 20 games, 10, 15 games a season. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, considering the trash can organization that the Knicks is, I can see the Knicks going oh, the Knicks straight after Kyrie. Everything for Kyrie. I don't think everything, only because the fact Kyrie. that they're winning right now. So Tom Thibodeau, you know, the man I was, I was like, why doesn't Tibbs have a job? You know, Minnesota was just, it wasn't a good fit. The team, the players he had just didn't want to work hard besides Jimmy and Williams. You know, Towns didn't really want to work hard for them to work. Was, that's all it was. But, you know, now I look really good saying why didn't Tibbs have a job because he got the Knicks winning games, you know. Hey, I was just saying. No, I think I think I think if James Dolan was a basketball player, he'd be Kyrie Irving. You got a lot of talent. You got a lot of AKA. You got a lot of money, but sometimes you just don't get yeah, crap with. Don't know how to shut up sometimes. Yeah, that'd be that would be a match made in heaven. Irving, or Irving and Dolan. That would be fun. At the end of the day. Hey, maybe Kyrie goes back to the Cavs. I don't know. Maybe he goes. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> and even worse under than hey, Dolan. Hey, you know, Kyrie, we miss you, buddy. Uh, oh, all of a sudden, he lost. He's trapped out LeBron. <laughs> no more rings for you, Kyrie. LeBron wanted me. I said no. KD wanted me. I acted crazy, and I got traded. Now I'm going to no playoffs. He'd be hella sad. He might just retire for all that, damn. <laughs> I can see that. I wonder, uh, I wonder if James Dolan and uh, I, I wonder if James Dolan ever skypes uh, the owner of the Cavs and that they, they just they, uh, Dan Gilbert. I wonder if they sit and just talk about stuff about life, how to ruin organization. They probably do because you know they don't know how to do it properly. Like why is Leon? Who I don't even know who the GM is for the Knicks, but. Their GM's not that great, honestly. I, I didn't see the point of them taking Obi Toppin. Like, why would you take a, a third four-year player, not that high risk ceiling? He's pretty much done. Like, he's kind of like Kyle Kuzma and Donovan Mitchell. Like, he spent three years, but he doesn't have Mitchell ceiling, pretty much. I feel like Toppin was kind of like, okay, we need a we need a forward, but they didn't really need a forward. They already had have a forward. So, I mean, you know, hey, they got Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin. They got Mitchell Robinson, who's a power forward, center. They got plenty of forwards down there, up there, up there in, uh, on the Knicks. I thought Tyrese Halliburton was going to be their pick. And then when I saw Tyrese slip, I was like, oh, I hope he falls down to the heat. And then, of course, Sacramento swoops him up. I was like, damn. He's stuck up there. In the but anyways... Forward. So, I wanted to know, what do you guys think is the next target for mine? I know we covered a few names, but is there any other players you look at and think, well, maybe... I mean, we've all talked about Beal, um, you know, DeRozan, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. I think some more under-the-radar guys is maybe Zach Levine, but I think the Bulls are probably not looking to move him. They're, I think they're going to pay Zach. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe? And I don't think, and I don't think that he, they're trading Tyler Hero. No, they're, they're not. not, not uh, exactly. Uh, 
and, yeah. and that's what the Bulls would want. Yeah, I think that's that's a young hero's a younger version of Levine at that point. Maybe so, uh, uh, maybe they buy Rowan down the hop, man, a little know. bit of defense. I would, I mean, I would, Blake, Blake would be a really cheap option. I would love like give me Blake. I just wonder what he would talk. Blake would I just be a bunch of salary filler and maybe one decent guy. I don't care. I like I like Blake, man. I think I like him. He's get, healthy. I honestly, like you Blake. get Blake in Miami, like with that with that training staff, man. Get him back to right. Uh, and Spo oh, Spo's yeah. gonna bring the best out of Blake. Blake uh, uh, board, man. Oh. I, I take that. No, I take that. Oh. That would be on ESPN. That would be on ESPN top ten every night. Goron or whoever to or hero or Goron to Blake and Bam G. Pick and roll. And even Bam to Griffin. Griffin. Blake might never help. I don't know. I feel like I'm in a hurricane. Yeah, roll up your window, Remark. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm inside a can of Pringles. How does it work now? All right. Uh, if you yes, want, sir. I'm ready to work now. Sorry. We, we can tell. I, I'm going to go to, because I got to go to work. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I got like 26 minutes to get there. All right, y'all. That was fun. Uh, yeah. Hi, yeah. Right. Okay. Hi. Right, Bye, Ramari. Oh, my ears. Yikes. Hurricane. Oh, I can hear. I can Beautiful. hear. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> um. Joe, Joe, we got, we, Joe, we gotta have some, uh, we gotta have some filters. <laughs> Holy yeah. moly. That was so loud. Uh, so as far as two trade targets go, you know, if Bam didn't hate Miles Turner, I would really love, I would really love Miles. But I don't, I don't think he'd be cool yeah. with with, uh, with them bringing him in. I don't know I'm what to a, do now. I'm not a big fan of him either. I don't know. I just, I just don't like him. I don't know. I mean, it's not even the player. I just don't. I just don't like his face. I, I honestly, I would rather have. Precious get more minutes than bringing Miles Turner. Just me personally. I feel that. I I don't see anything that Miles can do that Precious can't besides blocks. I think for me it's just the just the floor spacing. It's the combination. I mean, yeah, you can shoot threes way better. Yeah, I kind of want him for the same reasons I wanted Serge Ibaka. True, they're similar players. Yeah, they're very similar. They can. I forgot about that. I mean, Precious does. Hey, I've seen. I don't know if y'all have seen those videos that the Heat put out on Twitter from practice, but Precious can shoot threes. Precious can shoot eighteen footers. Precious can shoot sixteen footers. Precious can shoot ten foot turnarounds. He he I can. Mean, I mean, granted, they're not on the best players in the NBA. They're in practice, but he can make them. I mean, he did make a pretty nice like. Roll away three for I mean not a three a mid range shot on Embiid. No, shot shot doesn't look yeah. the shot doesn't look bad. Like he's he's gonna be able to shoot. He has a nice shot, yeah. really. 
Yeah, like his form is nice. He just he just like needs to work on being more consistent. But I think with the Heat training staff, I mean, they have one of the best shooting coaches probably in the league because of the way you've seen Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. So he'll eventually develop a shot and he'll be comfortable taking it. Probably, I think, more comfortable than Bam. Yeah, I think I think as an organization, we probably have the best three-point shooters in the history of the league, even being the short franchise with like Miller, Miller, Battier, Allen. I mean, you can keep going back. Man, Ellington, Robinson, Robinson. You can't forget about the you can't forget about the goat, Jason Capono. Oh yeah, Capono. Yeah, I forgot about Capono. <laughs> keep going yeah. back, and you'll, you'll find shooters. Capono, Glenn Rice. Yeah. Oh yeah, Glenn Rice. Yeah. Glenn Rice, holy crap, he might be way. He, yeah, God, he was nasty. Was he? What was he? Forty? Was he forty-one? What number was he? Do y'all remember? I think he was forty-one. I'm trying to picture it in my head. <laughs> Glenn Rice, yeah, former Hornet. He was nasty, bro. Oh man. Yeah, the Heat already always have a history of having at least one of those type of three-point shooters on the roster, yeah. and this year they happen to have like three. Yeah, yeah. Damn, Struess Struess looked good. I, I like he looks good. I, I don't I don't like Struess taking shots on the move because it just looks so awkward. But a set shot, yeah. he's really good at. Bro, remember after he hit that one three, then he got that three in the wing, and he tried that fadeaway bullshit or bull crap. <laughs> and I was like, "What is you? Do what are you doing?" That look there. Yeah. As a set shot, he's great, but like fading away. I, I'm scared he's gonna airball. He's been watching Hero too much in practice, bro. Man, but yeah, man, it's like we we have those shooters, and look, Gabe Vincent, like he has a nice, a really nice stroke. Yeah, like I like so the Heat are in short on shooters. There, right now, you saw how we got dominated on the on the offense on the rebounding. They kept getting offensive rebounds. Um, I think that's that, and obviously the lack of playmakers, like of a point guard, are the two subjects I would like try to cover. If I was Pat Riley, I think first they would probably try to find that point guard to handle the offense when Bam or Jimmy aren't on the floor or when Goron's hurt. Yeah, it'd be ideal. Yeah. Um, I'm then you go after a rebounder. I think, but I think that Achua can develop into a more consistent rebounder and as he gets bigger i think next year he's probably going to come back with a bigger body just because of the development staff so he should be a much improved rebounder too so we just got to see anyways but yeah moving forward so what do we uh, expect for similar to last night's game tyler hero is probably going to go for 30 Duncan Robinson is probably going to shoot like 23s, and we'll see what happens. Defensively, we definitely need to make Joel Embiid uncomfortable, more uncomfortable than he was in the third quarter. Yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully Chris Silva can last longer. He played a good game for his little minutes via fouls, but maybe you maybe, would, maybe he can last longer to take pressure off of uh, Precious on Embiid. I know that. And you would think you would think that uh, what's his name, uh, Ben Simmons would probably come out attacking. Yeah, Ben a Simmons would look better. But yeah, on, he, on the flip side, Danny Green isn't gonna. He's not gonna hit nine. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna see that again. 
it's it's going to be ben, it's going to be Ben Simmons instead of Danny Green. Is that a couple of other guys they're going to flip him, uh, Isaiah, what's his name? Yeah, Isaiah Joe. Isaiah yeah. Joe. Yeah, St. John's. He's St. John's. He's nice. He Man. can shoot. He can ever hoop. since I'll tell you this, ever since the season started, I've had this little tradition of when we're playing a team, I look at the most random player on the court and I tweet, what the F is uh, Isaiah Joe, for example? And boom, he does that. He makes the very important three. Before, and this is true, you can look at it. I can I said, what the F is a Peyton Pritchard? And oh, then you God. saw what happened there. Oh, quit, jinx, said, quit jinxing us, Clutch. I'm going to keep doing it to the orcs. Quit jinxing us. Now we figured it out. Joel, we need a band. <laughs> Bye, Clutch. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I told you all about Peyton Pritchard in the podcast before you we played did. the Celtics, too. And everybody was laughing at me, bro. Everybody was laughing yeah. at me. Man, but I was nah. just trying to be funny. <laughs> nah, Isaiah Joe's nah. nice though. That that dude's really. He had he played really good in college. That was a good. That was a good pick. The self the, the Sixers drafted great with Maxi and Joe. Really good, I think, as far as their backcourt. That's that's two great picks. They can actually shoot, unlike Ben Simmons. I mean, yeah, they did. A, I think they did a really good job in draft. I think they did a yeah. pretty good job in getting I mean, yeah, supporting like talent. But it just comes down to I. I don't think I don't think that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid can win a championship. Just no, no. them being the the, role, the the key guys. No, uh, uh-uh. no. Embiid, yes, but Ben Simmons, I don't see him as a I, he he meshes with Embiid that way to win a championship. But I know last night's win was a momentous occasion for. Oh yeah, I I know you guys saw that tweet. You know what I'm talking about. That tweet. Oh, the the what's it called? The Sixers Nation, whatever his name is. He apologized to us, and then just said, "Psych." I don't know. Yeah, I mean that just shows you how sad some of these fans are. I'm not gonna say all of them because you know, obviously there are there are some cool people out there. But some of these Sixers fans, bro, and it's funny because when we talk about how we basically had the Sky Force out there, then someone wants to bring up how they didn't have Tobias Harris. Like, um, okay then? Like, oh wow? Like, I didn't know, I didn't know that if y'all had Tobias Harris healthy, y'all are a championship team. I mean, I we, we have, we, we had our best three players, like, consistently. I don't, I don't put Hero in that. And that's because right. he's not consistent yet. But, like, we had the consistent guys, Bam, Jimmy, and Goron, all out. So, I don't want to hear none of that. And they should, they should be ashamed that they barely won in overtime. They should be ashamed. And, and they still wanted to do all that. Like, that just, that's kind I mean, of yeah, And mean, they wanted overtime after a carry. Like, until these teams have their full rosters, like, these games won't say anything. So... I, I'm not taking anything from a loss or a win. They're kind of just fun to watch for entertainment. But, you know, until until we see what these teams are actually going to look like in the playoffs, it's no one should be gloating on Twitter about we beat your, your G League team. Yeah, and I believe we're only two and a half games out of first place, by the way. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really, yeah. not, not, really not, not really anything to lose sleep over. At this point, we have a below 500 record, and we're still like two and a half games out of first place. That means every team is struggling somewhat. Yeah. So, and 
if you look at the East, really, like I'm not scared of any real team outside of the the Nets. I'm not scared of the Bucks. They, I, I do think they can beat us, but I knew, I know we can beat them. But then you got, you got what the Raptors are falling off. Like they're, they're not the same. They're, um, uh, Siakam, he just did not take a step forward, and he does the same move over and over. The spin, human fi- a human fidget spinner. The spin, baby. Spin for the win. And, and then you just saw the Pacers. I don't think they necessarily got worse because they did get the vert. So I think that's get, an upgrade. I think that's an upgrade. It's an upgrade in terms of for the long term, but I think it's pretty much the same for now. For I mean this season. Um, I'm trying to think of the other teams that are actually up there. Like, we're, I'm not scared of any of them. Just it's the Nets. We're, we're that's the Magic are in the there. Problem with the Nets. The, the Celtics. The Celtics are the only other team. But oh yeah, the Celtics. But uh, we can beat them. I think it's if we see them in the playoffs again, it's going to be a series again. Like I feel six, like seven I feel games. Like somehow, yeah, just met the Magic. The, they, the Magic would win two games. Just I don't know. I, I just get that weird feeling. Because they're the magic. Exactly. They always beat us. The <laughs> we, will go, we, will go to, we will go to seven they games in overtime. Like, I, I don't know. To finally take care of the magic. We could be the one seed in the magic, the eighth seed, and they would take us to seven games exactly. and we have to win in overtime. I don't know what it is about the magic, but they find a way to be competitive with the heat. It's amazing. <laughs> it's It's unbelievable. Even with the big three era, it's unfathomable that they always do. It's insane. I'm more scared of those teams, like the Magic. And now, for some reason, the Wizard, when they don't have Bradley Beal, I am shook. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Garrison Matthews or whatever? Matthews, no. Maybe. He's the my ghost. boogeyman, bro. I have nightmares about him. Ghost. Apparently, that's like, Tyler Hero's father. <laughs> I've heard online. <laughs> Garrison Matthews. He only has good games versus the Heat. That's nobody it. else. Nobody knows. else. I'm telling you. But speaking, I mean, nobody. it's crazy. Nobody. Nobody. In two years, nobody but the Heat. I mean, you go to any park in the world and no one, and everybody would be like, ah, who is that guy? But you play the Heat and he's, a, he's an all-star. <laughs> yep. You'd be wilding. But, but anyways, moving forward, so I feel like we covered a lot. Is there anything else you guys feel like we should talk about? Um, I, I'm good. I think we should. I think we should get together after the game tomorrow, like, uh, like you know, the next, the day after, and discuss how we played then. I'm expecting the same thing as the game before, pretty much as far as lineups and, and stuff. I uh, just hope that. It be doesn't have the game. Maybe we'll make some defensive adjustments to try to stop it. Be, but I have a feeling Simmons will play better. So, we'll have to see. Personally, for next game, I want I want Tyler Hero to start oh. off better because if he started off the way he finished, he would have ended up with forty plus. Yeah, but he he starts off slow because I think he's like Jimmy in that sense that he likes to try to get others involved. And he's got to realize that he's not that. He's the guy we look to score, not to facilitate at all. Yeah. It's score first, pass second. Like, it should be always right. like that. And if he can start off anything close to what he did in the 
in the last game, we'll, he'll be fine. Yeah, I can see him getting another 30-plus point game. It's, it's so wild. Most teams complain about their star player or star players being ball hogs. And we have the luxury of complaining about our teams being team-oriented players who are pass first and want to get their teammates involved in our two passes. So it's pretty neat. It just shows a lot about our organization and and coaches. That's where that's where all of our turnovers come from because we pass the ball too much. Exactly, right? Yeah, exactly, right? It's it's like a double-edged sword, right? But I mean, once they get into rhythm and everybody gets into sync, then and the turnovers start going down, then that's the team becomes pretty much unstoppable because of the way they move. So. Yeah, it's, be- it's beautiful. It's beautiful when it's all in sync. Right. So, but yeah, also I know NBA actually just canceled a couple games for Friday. Let's see, they canceled. Wait. I want to say, of course, they oh, yeah, canceled the Wizards, Pistons, and Warriors. <laughs> they canceled the Suns games tonight, and the last team the Suns played was the Wizards. The last team we played was the Wizards. The last team the Sixers played was the Wizards. The last team the Celtics played was the Wizards. Something's going right. on. Something is going on with their their testing in Washington. Something is going on. Seems like lately all the problems are going on in Washington, huh? Not even not just basketball. <laughs> Right. I'm glad I don't live. Oh yeah, this is probably the worst place to live in the U.S. right now. It's It's up there. Oh yeah. In in terms of like these suspensions and postponements going on, I'm one of the few people that I don't overreact and say the season needs to be canceled. I, I'm all for maybe taking a week or two break yeah. to try to get everything more under control, but not not canceling the season. I don't well, think that's the answer. Well, clutch. That's that's. I agree with you 100. percent That's why the NBA only released the first half of the season too. By the way, is because they planned on having some sort of delays or you know rescheduling conflicts and issues. So they only released the first half, and I think they're going to have to factor in the rescheduling and whatever of games that are going to be in the future and that have already had to be rescheduled into the second half of the season possibly, which may lead to it getting extended. But I believe they, when they were factoring in everything, they, they took that into effect, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And do, do we know by any chance when the Heat players are supposed to be back? Whenever they get the back, I think. No, I. I'm not sure. I heard something on the broadcast. I think that they're hoping for them to be back for the next home game. That's why they're back in Miami. Okay. I don't know. Do they have to do a certain day isolation or? Because it's contact tracing. It's not actually testing positive. I think sure. the only person that actually tested positive was mm. Avery Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think once they clear the contact tracing, I don't think, I don't think Bam or none have it again. I, I don't I really don't. But I don't understand. Knows. Yeah, I don't understand that they already had it, so I, I didn't understand that part. You um, you can get it again. I mean, you, oh, really? I, I don't know if you follow college football. Nick Saban, he got it twice. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah I do follow college football. I just I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, huh. Saban had it twice, so wow. you can get it again. I guess that's why they're being extra careful. Oh wow! Okay. 
Anyways, by the what's way, going on? welcome you guys hear me all right? guest to the pod. Um, Jonathan, say what's up, Jonathan. Yes, sir. What's going yeah. on? Crazy, crazy day we got today. What what yeah. happened today? Uh, Jared Allen went to the Cavs and it's yeah. a huge trade. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah they really? also got Torian Prince. It's crazy. Oh man, they're gonna be solid. They're gonna be solid down low. They have they have yeah. they have Drummond Sex- too, right? They're they're gonna be game dang. Wait, speaking of the cast, what happened? Oh. What happened to Kevin Love? Is he still out yeah. there? Yeah, he's he's hurt. What is he not hurt? Like oh, he's hurt again. Yeah, he's always hurt. Like a healthy Kevin Love, I I I'll, I'll be honest. In his Minnesota days, I used to love him. I yeah, in Minnesota, Love. yeah, me too. And but then he, I was like, oh man, if he was on the Heat, oh, it's over. But. Yeah, now it's just he got soft. Man. He went to Cleveland and LeBron broke him. He got all skinny, and then when he's not fat anymore, yeah, he, he was just... doing like 30 yeah, points, 20 rebounds, ridiculous numbers in Minnesota. Bro, Kevin Love was one of my favorite players, like at the time, like by far when he was Fantasy in Minnesota. God. I love. He was nuts. I'd probably go as far to say he was my favorite not Yeah, player. he's right up there with me too. Was. In Minnesota, man, he was a monster. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Poor Kevin Love. I would ta- I would take Kevin Love, though, if he's healthy. Give me Kevin Love. If yeah, it, If it wasn't for his deal. I mean, his deal for yeah, many, yeah, for like, years. days off that he takes. Yeah, his deal's, his deal's atrocious. But, I mean, no, but true, though, in a vacuum, like, Kevin Love and Bam would be a nice front court. Oh, absolutely. It would because he'd be given space. Now. Yeah, if he if he's healthy, he would, would be, be really a better good. Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> yeah, like, I think Kevin Love, a healthy Kevin Love, is a better fit than Blake Griffin. Yeah, but we're talking about health. I think Blake Griffin can probably stay a little bit healthier than Kevin Love because Kevin Love happens to be he's like Mister Four to Six. He's always out yeah. four to six weeks. Always. So. Always. Anyways, so you know, we were just talking about the Harden trade earlier. So, you know, I feel like everyone's panicking about it, especially you guys. My guy, junkie, going on in the group chat. So, you know, I feel like we should just come out. You know, before we end this pod, try to like chill, heat fans out. Yeah. First of all, we have a really young team, and this isn't something that we have to panic about. We have, you know, Bam is. Is coming into his prime, not even his prime yet. He was like two or three years away from his prime, and then we got Hero and Duncan, and we got a bunch of young guys, and we still have the assets to make a move. Like James Harden isn't the only disgruntled star in the league. Victor Lodipo isn't the only disgruntled star in the league. Pat's gonna wait till the price is right for Pat, and I'm sure the reason he didn't get that deal is because Houston was asking to overpay. And, and at the end of the day, we have a good team. We have a team that just made a finals, and, and we have a lot of great pieces. And on top of that, we probably have the and Coach Bo, so we don't really have too much to worry about because we have, we're very flexible right now with, with all the options we have on the table. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't have said it any better than that. That's that's pretty much perfect. Uh, yeah, there's no need to worry. We we have assets. We have a lot of young players. We have the best coach. We have the best front office. We have the best training staff. We still have a lot of tradable assets. Um, we'll be we'll be fine, no matter if we keep this team or we make smaller trade moves. 
I believe that we're not done in the trade market at all. I believe there's still going to be some pieces acquired for some dead weight or for some pieces we won't miss without getting rid of any of our key assets. So I believe the future is bright. Um, the thing with Brooklyn and Harden, that kind of puts a damper on the mood, but we, we have a good team and we have to keep faith in our team and our organization. And I, I believe that the sky's the limit moving forward. Yep. Right. We gotta, we gotta be like, we gotta realize that we're blessed because our team actually likes each other. We're not, we, there's no locker room dissension. Like there was in Houston or any other side. Our locker room is a tight knit locker room. Everybody likes everybody. Everybody likes they you can see it in their play style they like playing with each other so we we should be blessed because of that and in terms of like what we can do to improve the team that's up to pat and i would like to make it clear that to people out there pat riley is not washed so calm down james harden yeah it sucks i wanted him here didn't happen we move on Look for something that happened in the trade deadline because I know kind of how Pat works with these kind of things, and we'll be fine. We we get to we get to walk, keep watching Duncan Robinson make eight threes a game. It's fun. And then also, you know, one thing I want to say is that as a Heat fan, I'm very glad that our team is not about to go through what that Philadelphia locker room is about to go through. Because, you know, things were not, you know, going well for them, you know, regarding everything you were hearing about Ben Simmons. And for all these rumors to come out about him getting traded just for it. I think all he should rejoice that Philadelphia didn't get James Harden because that would have just been a nonstop problem that we'd have to hear about. But they probably would have to get bounced in the second round anyways. Uh, But I know as a Heat fan, I was really Uh happy that Philadelphia did not get James Harden. Yep. Yeah, that and now you have just possible well, I mean, chemistry issues. That's to- probably the best, the yeah, best yeah. situation <laughs> we could have had without getting Harden is everybody thinking that Ben Simmons is out of there and then he's not. So now it's kind of awkward. Yeah. So I think this is the best situation we could have asked for that didn't include Harden coming to Miami. So I agree with that. I'll take it. Yep. Who knows? Who knows what Kyrie's gonna do in Brooklyn? So who knows yeah. how that's gonna pan out? He might be on a, a mission to find the best sage in the world and travel to flat <laughs> Earth and really find it. You know, he might be on a, a, a pilgrimage to find it, and he won't stop because he's not gonna stop till he runs off the edge of the the world. So he might just disappear. We never know. And the question is, who's going to be that guy that takes the back step? Like, you know, we're talking about Kevin Love. He took the back step. Chris Bosh took that back step. Which one of those three guys are going to be the one that takes the back step for three ball-dominant guys? And, and three guys with massive egos, and just rightfully so. Right. The three are the best scorers in the NBA. I, I do, do you guys think this is the best three players to ever play on the same team at one time? collectively, like as far as scoring-wise, maybe not necessarily defense. I'm just going to talk on the offensive end. Offensively, I would agree. Yeah. Probably, yeah. On paper, probably. Yeah. I mean, the only one – On paper, uh, yeah. We don't know what the product's going to be when they're actually true. out there. True, yeah, yeah. We don't know what the product's going to be, but on paper, is this the right. best 
three players offensively ever assembled. I think so, yeah. You got three guys that could drop Probably, 560 yeah. any given game. Like, yeah, I mean, right? No ridiculous. Kidding. You got KD, who I think is the best offense. Well, I mean, maybe after his injury, not as much. But one of the best lethal scorers. I mean, dude's like 7-1 and can just shoot over everybody. And then you got James Harden who can do the same thing. And then Kyrie can just break everybody down off the dribble. So, I mean, with that, it's like if, if you put that game, team on 2K, they not lose at the end of the day. I feel I feel like this is the All Star game, and whoever the captain was somehow got the first three picks. <laughs> Something like that is crazy. Like what? That's 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 not that's just that's wild, bro. Like the whole stuff is set into me finally. And if and if Kyrie gets off his whatever he's on his peyote or whatever and comes back to Earth, uh, the round Earth, and decides to play basketball, that's going to be a scary team. I think we're forgetting the scariest part of that team is I think they still have Tyler Johnson, so we gotta watch that. We gotta watch out for him. Oh, the two. I wish Tyler. I wish Tyler Johnson was still <laughs> on the Heat, so we could have two white Tyrones, and that they would battle rap. They would battle rap pregame. I bet. Hey, but on a serious note, they they got this deal done without mm-hmm. trading Joe Harris, and that's Dude, big for them. That's freaking in my huge. opinion. I can't believe you didn't pry Joe Harris from me. I mean, like that lineup for them, yikes. Like you Joe got Harris, KD, you and got Jordan. Kyrie, James Harden. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good lineup, but I mean, if, if Jordan goes down quickly or if he gets foul trouble, that's actually kind of a small lineup and a lineup that's lacking a little bit of defense looking at it, thinking, you know, thinking about it. If you have three guys in, in James Harden, Kyrie, and Joe Harris, who's, I guess, the Brooklyn's version of Duncan Robinson when it comes to defense, <laughs> you got you know got three guys that aren't really specialists on defense. So it's interesting to see how that's going to work out on the defensive end. Joe Harris. <laughs> Defensively, about Robinson. the same. Joe, Joe, Joe Harris yeah, and Duncan same. Robinson posted by his bed <laughs> on his wall. His background on his phone. I mean, but, but you you said something though. The second that DeAndre Jordan goes out, their interior defense is nothing. The paint is yeah, wild. Jared Allen was their best interior defender by far. And yeah, and DeAndre Jordan number two. And then as soon as he goes to the bench, or God forbid, gets hurt. Yeah, they're gonna struggle who's with bigger gonna come teams. To the inside. Everybody. Oh. <laughs> Bam, 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 yeah, Bam, 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 I want to see Bam. how they deal with Embiid. Or, or Milwaukee. Go play, you know, you know whoever. Yeah. Unless, unless uh, the Nets plan is just to uh, not play defense. I think Milwaukee can defend pretty well. I mean, you could put uh, Drew on Kyrie. You can put Middleton on Harden. And then you can put uh, Giannis on, on KD. And that's that's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I, w- I was saying that as far as the the Nets would be like, what what are they going to do when they put right. the Bucks? That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is the Bucks the match up well? Would be a guy like yeah. The the Bucks, I, b- I believe the Bucks match up well against the Nets defensively. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah, the only thing that puts him the Nets over the top for me against the Bucks is Joe Harris. Then. Everything else is pretty much Nets neutralized, have, right? Better, but then you got that one extra guy. 
I mean, the problem that against don't. the Bucks too is like the Bucks can guard the Nets, but I don't think the Nets have are going to have as much success guarding the Bucks. So that could be a problem in a few games. If that's the playoff yeah, matchup, be- it's going to be interesting to see, especially how we'll see how the seeding works with everything. Yeah, well, it could be a potential second round matchup depending if Kyrie doesn't play again for God knows how long. In in an ideal Heat situation, we want to be on the other side of that 100%. bracket and let Milwaukee yes. and Nets go at yeah. it. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I wouldn't mind another yeah, match against Celtics. You could handle those guys easily. Yeah, I'll take the Celtics. Mm-hmm. First of all. Give me the Celtics. Give me, give me the Celtics. I don't mind taking on the Celtics or Raptors, any of them. Guys. If, if we're healthy, we take the Celtics and, and Philly, I think. If we're healthy. Yeah, Doc's just going to blow again, one lead to us. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. <laughs> oh man, Sixers fans are so funny, bro. I bet Spo is looking. He has a day marked on his calendar when he can go in a whole playoff series against Doc Rivers. It's gonna be his Christmas. He will outcoach the crap I think we four won him. I think it's Heat and five when we play him. Yeah. I mean, look how close we got to beating him without anybody on our team. We played with the Sky Force, like. <laughs> yeah, they had their best. They had their best players too, besides Harry. Yeah, exactly. They had no excuse. Plus, a little extra incentive no. that Jimmy's no. not going to let us lose to the seventy. Hell no! It'd be a fun series, though. Bro, he's going to drink so much coffee before each game. Golly, <laughs> really, the Energizer Bunny on the court. <laughs> Oh, Jimmy. I wish Jimmy was 100% all the time, man. Poor Jimmy. I feel bad. We work him. So he's been beating his whole career. All the coaches he's ever had have just worked him to death. He's never had a day off, man. He even wakes up at 4 a.m. to train. I mean, he doesn't have any free time. I don't know how that man lives a normal life. Jimmy started off the season looking like he just finished carrying his yeah. team in the NBA Finals. He looked he just did. like that because Bro, he was exhausted. He still is. Yo, he's so tired. I mean, God, imagine how tired you would be if you did something like that. That's crazy. I mean, he had to carry the load. Oh, <laughs> carry the load offensively and, and do basically what Thibodeau asked him to do him for eight years or ten years in, in Chicago and uh, Minnesota. Like, he had those memories that fly coming back to him during the finals. I really hope I really hope that we can carry Jimmy and Goran until they retire and we can win a championship or two or three and, and hang hang seven and twenty two in the rafters. I love those guys so much as a as a Heat fan for so long. I, those guys are just so special. I love them. Listen, I didn't I wasn't really like I don't have many memories of like Tim Hardaway on the Heat. So to me, Goran Dragic is the best yeah. point guard in Heat history. So I really besides Hardaway, him. yeah, he, he yeah he, yeah Hardaway's the best. Goran second by far. I, know, I, I haven't seen Hardaway play at least live anything like that. So yeah. best play, best point guard I've seen live was was Goji. You know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I hadn't seen Hardaway live either. I've met him in person at a bar I used to bartend at, uh, which was cool. Uh, but I never saw him play, but. I've seen all. I mean, he he was a bad man. I mean, and Dra- Goji's man, Goran. I I love him more than anything. He's he's the glue that keeps our team together, man. Him and Jimmy. If it wasn't for we, man, we have the best leaders Jim- ever. 
I love it's amazing it. how good Goran still is. Gor- right, he's like filthy. How, how old is he? He's like 35? 34? 34. 34. 34. Like, I mean, it still feels like he get 20 off the bench any night. Bro, he looks like Phoenix Suns Goran Dragic again. Like, which, and, and I love that was the fewer, you know, this might have even been before Twitter or right when it started when this was way, but when Goran was on Phoenix and stuff and people were like, would ask me, because I was a Heat fan, they were like, well, who, who do you like outside of the Heat? Just when I'd be talking to any of my friends and I'd always be like, I love Goran Dragic. And him to be in our team is just, I, he's just still the same player I, I used to love and still love. So much fun. I believe he's, I believe he's, under, I don't know if he's underappreciated, but I would take a Goran statue out front, man. I love him. <laughs> I think he definitely didn't appreciate it because he was uh, behind Nash I mean, back in Phoenix, and he kind of learned that crazy, that Nash yeah. savviness and, and carried along with him all throughout his career. Yeah, true. Good point. Good point. I'm just mad he never got to play with Bosch for an oh, extra period of time. Dude. Oh, man. Oh, no, man. That, that, that pick and roll would have been the sexiest thing ever. Wow. Jeez. Both, and they're both lefties. Yeah. Oh man! Right, so they would really oh, put the, oh, the defense man, off, bro. off balance. That would be wicked. I still think that that team oh, would win the oh. finals with a healthy Bosch. Yeah, man. yeah, Chris Bosch. That's the season. That's the season he went out with the clock, mm-hmm. right? Twenty fifteen. Yeah, when they had what? Who who else? Who else? What? Who else was it? But main besides Wade. Goron we, we found Bosch. Whiteside that year. We drafted yeah, Garage and Winslow. That was that was uh, Joe Johnson. Was Kelly O with us then? No, no, no. Yeah. That was that was way no. too early, right? Joe years. Johnson. Who else? Joe Johnson. Yeah. Oh, oh, Kenny Granger. McRobert. Josh McBob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ellington was on that. Was team, he? Wasn't he? I think so. He was with McBob. I'm pretty sure. I think he came in a little after. Really, Josh McRoberts, Jesus, where y'all go? Uh, the goat, or, the goat, yeah, Zoran. Zoran. <laughs> Man, that's such a good team. I think no, like really, really think oh, that was a really good team, man. If Bosch had stayed healthy, mm. I think we beat the Heat that year because, or sorry, beat the Cavs that year because I think Kevin Love had went down. That was the year Kevin Love went down, or or Kyrie, one of them. But yeah, Kyrie. Or, uh, no, but it went down, it went down in the finals. Kyrie went down in the finals. Gotcha. Because I, I know Kevin Love. I think Olenek actually hurt Kevin Love. That's what happened. He uh, he like yanked his shoulder out of or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. When the Cavs were playing the Celtics yep. back then, that was like a sideline play or something. I remember that. I remember that. Love was out for a long time after that, mm-hmm. right? He got mad. Yeah, they pulled his shoulder out pretty much. Yeah, but he was out for the rest of the year and then into the yeah, next year, Yeah, it was right? bad. It was bad. Yeah, he, he got mad messed up. I remember that. That's actually when he started yeah, really he used, breaking down. Bro, you're right. After he, that. We were talking about that before. He used to be so good. I know, Jonathan, you were in here earlier. We were just talking about how good Kevin Love was with the Wolves, getting like 20 and 10 every night or 20 and 20 sometimes or 30 and yeah, 20 or whatever. I, 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 that's what I just hopped in. I was saying I had him on fantasy. Yeah. Dude. He was, oh my god, he was a god on fantasy because his field goal percentage yeah. was so high. He would just get those putback rebounds, and like you say, he would give you thirty and twenty and just numbers that hadn't been done in so long. He was a monster with that big body, and 
I think I don't know who said it. One of you guys said it that he lost weight, and once he lost weight, he really didn't have the same impact, which is true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Kevin loves a, a corner three point shooter now. <laughs> Thirty five corner three point shooter, like. Yeah, he's he's relinquished he's relinquished his role in the box. He's a. Uh, Right. He was he was so yeah. dominant in the post too. He was do- like dominant, and then he just started with LeBron. Just I think LeBron made him a uh, a uh, b word. <laughs> little LeBron broke his ego, I think, or something. He he looked so much less confident as far as his role. After LeBron LeBron tried the he tried the the Chris Bosh experiment on Kevin Love. It worked with Chris Bosh. Yeah, Chris Bosh was a little bit more submissive. Kevin Love was his own. Kevin Love was a little bit more manly, but I believe I don't know. He just felt something happened. It's weird. When I mean when when Chris Bosh got to the Heat, he did yeah. not shoot threes, and then he just because he knew because of LeBron and Wade, he needed to shoot threes, and he worked. And he, LeBron tried to kind of do that same thing with Kevin Love, and it didn't really work except for that yeah, one yeah, Bosch, yeah. Bosch transformed into an amazing three-point shooter. That his stroke, I love watching Bosch shoot threes. I guess because he was left-handed and stuff and tall, but I loved his, I loved him shooting threes. How he would put get in his stance and shoot his elbow. Every, his form was so straight. Mm-hmm. It was always like a perfect, perfect. Perfect. Like if you were a shooting coach, Boss's shot with his with his shooting arm and then his arm his off arm on the ball was completely like a perfect triangle. Like it was beautiful when he was shoot. I love it. The one shot or the one or two well, shots I remember most from him was the one on Portland. I think where he uh, he got the game winning shot pass from D Wade, and he shot that deep three yeah. and he was like falling back while he shot it and he made that one. Yeah, that was one of the best bro. shots at Chris Bosh. And then those shots that he took when I think it was just him and Rio playing against Atlanta. And he's, he dropped like 50 that night or had a ridiculous number. But he had some really good three-point shots. And I agree, his form is just so pretty as a big man. He has that perfect angle, cuts everything so sharp. If he was in the league today, yeah. he would still be a killer. He would be a monster. Oh, yeah. He'd be perfect in the league. I hate that he had to leave because he loves basketball so much. He's such a good mm-hmm. dude. Such a good dude. Maybe he'll be in, maybe he'll be in the Heat front office one day. That would be nice. Back. He should be. I just, I just want him to coach up. Uh, yes, that's bro. All I want. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Bam, coached by Bosch. Holy hell. Maybe Bosch can teach him to shoot threes like he. I mean, Jimmy said Bam has those threes in his pocket. He just probably doesn't take them in game yet. I think he's working on that mid range and he'll work his way out. But I can see Bam taking some of those three pointers at least in the next couple of years. We will we will go we'll go crazy we will go crazy more than Philly fans over Simmons if Bam starts making in threes and shooting threes we'll go insane because our Twitter is stronger than Philly Twitter (laughs) they can go on (laughs) yeah so. You know, before we continue, I want to say that this has actually been one of our longest pods ever. <laughs> We're already 103 minutes into this episode. Oh, um, my. <laughs> and we started around We've been... 30, and it's already Jesus. 17. 
You just created something where we can just keep <laughs> talking and talking and talking about random heat nonsense, and it works. Hey, if you're a real heat, if you're a real heat fan, this is a gold mine. Yeah, you're, you're enjoying a real the hell heat out of fan, this. Yeah, you're not gonna. And like I said, I feel like Heat fans everywhere need this because I feel like everyone's panicking about this Harden thing. No. And you know what? Like, we're not yeah. even panicking. It happened. About it. And now we're of, having it last. It's part of the so league. Really look, look, we're fans. We're also realists. We're yeah. also humans. There's nothing. Stuff, sometimes stuff in life doesn't work out. But at least for a lot of times in life, when stuff doesn't work out, you don't have anything to fall back on. Um, if something doesn't work out that you're really banking on. But this is something that didn't work out, but we at least have something great to fall back on. So it's not really a loss. It's just an opportunity to watch our young core grow and, and develop, which will be even more fun because they're kind of like – it's kind of like coaching your kid growing up and then watching your kid develop and stuff. So instead of, you know, having your kids go play on your friend's team in another county and getting their best player, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's cool, and, and we'll be okay. I mean, as long as we want James Harden, like, we just watched his team in the finals, man. We're good. Okay. We're chilling. And the good part about all of this, like, we get to be the underdogs again, and that's fun. It's always been fun mm-hmm. being the underdog for the Heat because we entered the season being the team that made the finals, played against the Lakers, and then now this Harden thing just – kind of puts us back as the underdog position because of how strong But let's not forget, when we first wanted to trade for Jimmy when he was in Minnesota, we would have gave up Bam. So waiting was the right choice at time to to wait that time to get Jimmy. And, of course, maybe we don't get Harden, but we might get somebody else. So like what you guys are saying, like one door closes, that opens a door to another one. If we didn't lose Chris Bosh, we would have never got Bam because of that way the picks would have worked. We would have never got him. So there's always a bright side to look at, at all these things, like, Hundred percent. Every the butter, everything the butterfly effect. Exactly. <laughs> nice. That's a great point you brought up about. Right. Even though, even though I would have loved to see at least one year of Wade and Jimmy oh, wow. in Miami, like it ended up being the right thing because we made the finals with Jimmy, and that's all that that matters at the end of the day. We 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 were successful our first year with him with Jimmy. And I mean, real thing to bring up, like one player that was involved in this um, Harden trade, he's a free agent very soon. You know, my Ooh. homie Bubba Tunde. So that, that's oh. who I'm referring to, right? Oh, Bubba Tunde, <laughs> Victor Oladipo, Bubba Tunde. Wait, no, Joe, you're, Joe, you're a wealth of knowledge. Name, actually, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, just, I didn't know that. I just That's thought funny. his name was just entertaining to say to me. And myself, plus, he's a free agent, so, so like you said, and I could see us making the run at El Depot in, in 2021 in the offseason. I think Houston might want to max him out, though, and I don't think we'll want to give max money for, for El Depot. That's also true. So, and also, another thing is, so I basically asked the group chat if they had any questions, because let's face it, I don't think we plan on endi- ending anytime soon. Um, they wanted to ask, if you could trade Precious for John Collins, 
Which you Hell yeah. if John Collins was Dude, to commit to a monster long-term and you have damn right there next yeah, to him, yeah. you don't got nothing to worry about. That'd be on front. That'd be in an athletic as hell front court though. Bam and John Collins, he'd be jumping over everybody. I'd love that. Yeah, I would. I would do that. The only, the only like thing is he's probably looking yeah. for a pretty big deal, and Precious is obviously going to be cheaper for four years, but. In terms of just basketball, yeah, yeah, I, I agree awesome. with the with the salary cap uh, wise with Bam being cheaper four years for four years because if if we have if we have Bam Jimmy and then it, so let's say we sign Dunk to around twenty, um, we we would still have room, but is Collins is demanding a lot, right? Though could we could we fit him in with Bam and Jimmy and and uh, Duncan? I think I think Bam. I mean, I think Collins wanted something. That's, near that's the max. what I'm saying. He wanted a lot, right? I I don't know. I don't know if Collins. I mean, I definitely would want. At this point, I would definitely say yes, Collins over Precious. But Precious's deal is so much more team friendly. I don't know if we could afford Collins if we're trying to grow. I think he would be like a major centerpiece, like a, a have to be like a Bam type piece, which I don't know if we would be ready to commit to right. that yet. As far as for him, I don't know. Right, if we take Collins, that better be our final but, piece, basically, because we can't I don't do know really much. See, I don't know if that gets us there, though. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. I totally forgot that Duncan's deal is coming up, and I don't like. I don't know if John Collins is the guy that takes you to a championship right now. Right, because if we get John Collins, we are, we're in danger of not retaining. Yeah, that's what Rob. I was thinking. That's the only reason I would say no. Um, is because it would mess up what we have in the future planned out, I believe. Mm. But John Collins is an amazing player. Who wouldn't want him? He's he's unreal, especially offensive. And he's a Miami guy, too. He's from here. True, true. What what do you do? Y'all think anything about? I I know I brought this up earlier, yeah, but it, it was pays. in the middle of another conversation. You, what do you guys think anything about DeRozan or Aldridge? Nothing more than a short term thing, and I don't think that would really be. I don't think like like you said with Collins. I don't think that's the move that puts us over. You know what I mean? No, I mean it, 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 I think um, to, I mean if, to stay competitive this year, I'd probably make take a flyer on Aldridge. Yeah, yeah I mean I, I would make a move. Aldridge, depending on what you have to give up. I mean, if it's just like filler and done, you know, I, I think that. Yeah, I think I think we could probably get that done for salary cap relief, and uh, you know, a young player like Nunn or whoever. Yeah, that, that's the that's the trade. That's the basic uh, uh, yeah, Kelly Nunn exactly. first kind of trade. We might yeah, the classic Paul Stars meme trade, <laughs> but we might not need. Yeah. We might not need to give up a first. You're right, <laughs> and I would hope not. I would Probably hope a second. Not. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if we're coming deep, I, I don't see why not. But yeah, well, I mean, not saying I wouldn't. Yeah, if we could get the the one that we would have to pay a little bit more for would yeah. obviously be DeRozan. Yeah, which. I think he'd be good here just because of the fact that him and Jimmy are tight. They're very tight. So, like, I think he could work he out with Jimmy. Three. But ideally, as a team fit, I'd say I'd – Aldridge would probably fit our team better for what we need. For what we need. For what we need. Yeah. 
I mean, not as for, for what we need. Aldridge, Aldridge is that type. He's a, he's an older type of uh, how we were talking about the Blake Griffin, Kevin Love kind of conversation. Yeah. He's like that, and but he's older, obviously. But so I like it. I would do it. Yeah, better better than having somebody clapping, you know, on the bench or whatever. I, I don't think we'd have to give up much for him. I really don't. Just salary cap dump for the Spurs and somebody young and hopefully no draft assets, maybe a second or somebody else. But I think we could get somebody else pretty cheap that could make an impact. But we also know the big problem of the Spurs never making a midseason trade. Yeah, they're not the uh, – they, they don't make many moves historically ever. I mean, not really. Only when Kawhi yeah, basically forced much, their yeah. end, that's it. Spurs all about internal development. Kind of got, guys. Got, yeah, they're the next best. Or I mean, this, when you think of internal development, you think of the Heat and the Spurs right off the, as the top two, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to you know. Yeah, pretty much. Then, you, then you got like, yeah, the Raptors, Raptors maybe. Yeah, yeah Spurs, yeah. Heat, Raptors. And then below that, in the next tier, I'd probably put like yeah. OKC. Yeah, OKC is nice. What about Denver? Yeah. Denver, Denver? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Denver, too. Denver would be in that next tier yeah. with OKC. Denver has a good front office coaching uh, player development. They, they have a good program. I don't know why they're not better this year. They, they've fallen off. I guess I know, I know Porter Jr. has been out. Uh. And they're really not giving – they're not really giving – I wish they teams. would, bro. I wish – Ball Ball was so – Ball Ball could be so nice, man. I wish – bro. I'm so imagine Ball Ball. To this day, I know that they had to do it, but <laughs> Bro, I'm with you. I, I'm a big Ball Ball fan. Like, big, I watched him play since he was in high school. High school. Like, I've been watching this kid play, you know, because all the hype. I was a fan of his dad, uh, you know, RIP. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan of his. But he's a sick player, man. I want I would have so play, bro. Oh my god. He's got like Get a seven, eight ball. wingspan. Jeez. Yeah, him and Bam. Yeah. That they could him and Bam could just stand side by side in the paint and cover up all the way to the out of bounds line, you know, on the on the on the side of the just court. go fingertip and cover the sideline to sideline. Yeah, just go fingertip. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Let's just stand at the free throw line and spread our arms and cover the entire floor. Right beside Man, he would have put on ball too. They would have got his body right. Bro, put ball ball and bam at the top of a zone. You got two <laughs> ball handling centers there too. Yes. People forget that ball ball can handle, bro. Handle, he can shoot, he can pass a little bit. Can like, get he's him? like a taller KD. Let's get him. Yeah, I want to. I want to redo that. I want to bring Bull Bull back to the. Heat. I was good. Who did we take him? Who did we take in front of him? Do you remember? Uh, I think he was one of the picks we traded to get KV, which is much uh, like like if you're not going to play him. I mean, I, I, at this point, I might rather have Bull Bull. Yeah. Yeah, with the amount we've seen from KV, we've seen it from Bull Bull at this point. That we have KZ. Oh yeah, it was for KZ. That's that's what it was for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it was for. I, I I knew it was for something important. I just couldn't remember exactly what that's what it was for. I mean, yeah, I would love to see him do something. I think he will. Even though, can he can he shoot threes? I don't remember. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he can. No, no Bobo. Yeah, he can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bobo can shoot. Yeah, he, yeah, he oh, can shoot. Nice. Bro, hey. <laughs> let's make some moves. <laughs> I like that kid, man. If he can put some weight on, I don't even know. He doesn't even have to. He's still – I bet he averages like two or three blocks a game. His arms are the longest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, he's starting today. Did he start yesterday? I think he might be starting today. Oh snap! I didn't see that. Did, did, did oh, it? No, no, man, my bad. My bad. Let me see. Did, uh, the, did the Nuggets play tonight? No, they played yesterday. That was that was my mistake. Okay. He, he started the last night's game. Oh, yeah, Tuesday he started. They said. Yeah. And uh he has he's nine for fourteen on threes in his career. What? Nine and sixteen, sorry, nine and sixteen. But a four. We got shooters. <laughs> oh ball. Dang. I, I would take him. I would take him. Fine. I miss I miss I I grew up watching like a bunch of traditional big centers and stuff, and I like the way the game plays now and the spacing and stuff. But I still time I still sometimes miss like traditional bigs like Hakeem's footwork or Shaq's dominance or like Matumbo's blocks and like stuff like that or Robinson's just all around good game stuff like that. Like it was just or Ewing Ewing was really fun to watch back in the day. Even at the end of it with Dwight, like his little baby hook. Yeah, Dwight was a monster, man, when he his first ten years. Yeah, babyhood. With the Dwight on the Magic was something. I live in Orlando, so I remember that those was, days. Right. Superman. Holy moly. I mean he 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 pretty much like LeBron just team to the finals in two thousand, right? Twenty ten, I think, yeah. And they played was it no? It wasn't. It was it like two? Was it, what? What? What year was it? Uh, twenty ten. Oh nine. I think my oh nine actually. No, I think oh nine was Lakers Boston. It might have been so, okay. I don't know, but yeah, when they I think they played, but they played the mm-hmm. Lakers, right? But yeah, I mean Howard was God. He was good. Yeah, that's I the know. biggest player I've ever seen in person. I've seen I've seen a lot of people play. He's he is the biggest human being I've ever seen. Crazy. That was a fun team to watch too. They had they they had a bunch of three point shooters. They had like Jimmy Nelson. I think they had JJ Reddick. They had Hito Turkoglu. They had, had Richard Lewis. Did they have they, they had Nick Anderson? No, nah, I think that was after. Turkoglu. Hito Turkoglu. He was nice, bro. He was nice. Oh man. Oh, we're like two Holy moly, Joe. From You're the setting records. Of this pod, by the way. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you know, I want, because the reason why I want to come out with this episode, because everyone's panicking. So I want, you know, for all the Heat fans to just, you know, shut it. And just know, remember, down, there's always another move to be made. To there's always a plan C, D, E, F, all the way down. Like, we're fine. We don't need to worry. We have young guys. There's no, there's always going to be a star. Like, Nick, before we know it, Donovan Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox are going to be out of 
out of Utah and Sacramento. Right. And those are going to be two guys that, that Bam loves to play with. So, you know, that's something that's down the line. But there's always going to be another disgruntled star. And we've just seen with James Harden. He got traded with, what, two or three years left on his deal? So there's there's room for room for stuff to go out there. There's always going to be someone asking now. Every year. I guarantee next year or this offseason is going to be a star that's like, ah, I don't want to be Bradley here anymore. And Who knows? Sorry about that, y'all. So what happened was um, we hit two hours of the pod. So, you know, there's a limit to this, and it basically ended what we were recording. So, But that doesn't mean we're done. So here we are continuing what we started. And I don't know when this is going to end. So, yeah, let's keep this convo going. Um, where did we leave off, guys? Oh, that's uh, a good one. That's a good yeah, one. <laughs> we were just talking and talking and talking. Uh, I'm not sure, Joe. Get us back on track. Quick, give us a conversation starter. All right. I think you were asking questions from uh, the chat. Oh, yeah. I don't think – I only got one question. That was it. <laughs> who, who asked that All question, right. by the way? Uh, I don't remember. Going through real fast as we were talking. One second. I'm trying to see if there's more. Yeah, that that was the only question. I think everyone's just still talking about other things like Lamarcus Aldridge and all that. Basically, stuff we've covered in the pod already. Yeah, Junkie's going on a rant. I just saw it. <laughs> Anyways, so. But yeah, so let me see. What are we going to talk about? Because, yeah, I want to try to get a combo going a little more. I mean, but yeah, let's see. Um, Okay. You I don't can- know. I couldn't come up with anything. So here, um, let's see. I don't know. Did, none of y'all have something to talk about right now? No, nah, not really. Nothing on my mind. Uh, okay. Let, okay. You know what? Let's just talk about this. Because I know there's some extreme heat fans out there. Is Pat Riley washed? No. Man. <laughs> no, I just think he's extremely intelligent. And like somebody was saying before, I'm not sure who it was. He he picks his point of attack. He's not just gonna settle for anything. He's not gonna settle for what another team wants. He's going to do what's in best interest for him, the team, the organization, and everything. And he's not going to jump ship or succumb to anybody's demands, no matter what it could bring back. Even though, like, I think I think that the, the uh, <coughs> Rockets were asking an astronomical package, which they got from the Nets. And I can't see the Heat doing that package. So... For anybody to say Pat Riley's washed is ridiculous. He's best GM in the league. He's one of the best basketball minds to ever be in the NBA. He's a genius. He knows what he's doing. So it's not like it's not like it's a bad thing. It's a good thing that he didn't unload what Houston was wanting because that would ruin our team, I believe, for years to come. And so I I believe he's in my eyes 
even smarter for the way he handled everything and for not giving in to the the crazy demands that were asked. So that's my take. Yeah, I mean, we, he could have. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, your um, mic is still not working. Okay. Can try again? Can you hear me all right? Try talking. I, I hear you, but it's still like breaking up at the same okay. time. Oh, yeah. That sounded perfect just now. That okay? Is that better now? Now yeah, it is. Better. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, adding on to what you were saying just now, like, Pat could have overpaid and got hard. You know what I mean? We could have we gave everybody up. We could have Andy up, all three banners, all the trophies, give him D Wade's retirement jersey. We could have gave up everything. But, but he did the right thing and he. He held on to his cards, and he uh, he only for him it wasn't worth it to make the deal right now. I think it's smart for him to not do that. I think if we gave up too much and then we don't win the finals, then he's washed. You know what I mean? So it's better that we kept what we have and we have we love to to fight another day. Yeah, I think the man's earned himself a little bit of leeway here. He just put together a team and a supporting cast for Jimmy that made the NBA Finals. I think he's earned himself a little bit of like patience from the fans. So we'll, we'll be fine. And this is me talking directly to you, Junkie. He is not washed. He'll be fine. It's chess, not checkers. Yeah. I mean, I've always felt that even though I've been in favor of a Harden trade, that there was reasonable reasons for not making that trade. Like, imagine you give up half your roster, and then in the first game, James Harden plays, he tears his ACL. Then it's like, all right, well – we just gave up our entire future for years to come for a guy that's hurt, right? And those are legitimate things that you have to weigh. And I think Pat Riley is a smart enough guy to weigh that. And I don't think any of us should, should be mad at a guy for making a reasonable decision. You know, either way, I think there's pros and cons to both, right? So, you know, especially for this, like, I mean, Pat Riley's a smart dude. and he's been He's been in basketball for a very long while. You know, there's a reason he gets paid millions of dollars or whatever his salary is to, you know, be the president of a team. So, you know, he's, he's, he's a trustworthy guy. Yeah, there's too much overreaction going on. Like, understandably, we're upset for not getting hard after being in the talks for him. But at the end of the day, like, we didn't overpay. We didn't give a future. And like you said, I think what well, James Harden is what, 32 now? And we're trading for a guy. 31, I think. Okay. So still entering the second half of his career. You know, he's on the back end of his prime. So God forbid something does happen. Gave up our whole future. Now we got to rely on Jimmy, who's half hobbled on, on one leg. And then bam, at the end of the day, like, it's going to be really hard. We don't have enough. Hold on to our chips. For, we still got a lot of uh, options forward. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm glad how we handled the whole situation because they, they were basically asking for more than half our team and future as I mean, half of our playable team and, and future assets, which is just just wild. I, I wouldn't want to be – I wouldn't want to have a one or a two-year Harden rental or, God forbid, he gets hurt and have a no Harden or blah, 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 and then have a poverty franchise for the next – you know, foreseeable future. Right. And we're, we're also lucky that the Heat front office didn't let this talk get loud enough to get into the locker room as loud. So, like, 
So there's no hard feelings any against the front office. So the Heat did play their cards right. I think I think everything happens for a reason, like I've said at one point. And um and look at Tyler. He just had two thirty point games. Maybe this COVID absence from the stars is a good thing for him. Maybe this turns to switch and this is his leap. Who knows? So we'll be fine. Bro, Hero looked Hero looked like a top NBA player on offense the last two games. And I mean, right. even I'm not even gonna knock him on defense because he plays pretty good and his rebounding has been awesome. So Hero, man, Hero is really showing out. I'm really glad that even though we lost in the last game and and are down players, I really like to see the player development with our future stars to be, and then with our also our coming up rising players. Mm-hmm. It's nice. and Hero, Hero was going shot for shot with uh, on fire Embiid into overtime. Bro, yes. Oh. That's special. God, Hero is so much fun to watch when he's ball dominant. And I was saying that before in our on, on part one of the the twenty four hour podcast that that Hero <laughs> that, that Hero I think he should be taking twenty shots a game, and because Bam and Jimmy don't care, they don't need to be ball dominant, and that's what we're looking for. That's what we're trying to trade for in a bill or a heart, but we have it in a hero. Hero just has to up his volume and be that type of player, be more offensive-minded, drive more, take more threes, be be more aggressive, which he is, and he is. I can't knock his game. He doesn't even look bad. I just There's more he can do, and I just hope that they, they instill that confidence in him and give him that freedom to do it and see what right. happens. See what happens. If we're going to have uh, offensive lows like we usually do and have – instead of having Iguodala chuck, chuck up threes, just let Hero do it. Yeah. He's going to get in rhythm. He, he's not – he's going to get in rhythm eventually. He's a great once he, sees, once he sees two go in, he usually goes on a run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. He's only going to get better. He's only, what, 20 years old, 21 years old? Twenty and, and and honestly, Hero really doesn't have that many bad off off nights. If once like like you were saying, once he makes a couple, he can get rid of them. Even if he, even if he goes cold in the first half, if he gets going in the third quarter, he can he can light it up then and carry it on to the fourth. It's he, he's a he's not he's not a play he's not a Danny Green type zero for ten player one night. I mean, you, he's at least gonna do something. I mean, he has a shooting at the end of the day. He, that can always carry him through. Yeah, it's nice having him and Duncan, people you know. Even if they're even if they're not hitting, you know that, that it's not going to last forever. It's going it, to – it's just the, the – the, you know, it's just statistical odds. It's not going to go on forever. These, these guys are shooters. That's what they do. American snipers. <laughs> I mean, he's averaging 17 points, seven rebounds, and four assists this year. His second year in the league, and uh, he's he's killing it. I mean, you can't ask for those are just great numbers, right? I mean, I mean, for a second year player in the league, especially being—I'm not saying undersized. I know we make fun of his arms, but he's not. 
you know, he's not the most athletic player in the world, but he, he is having a fantastic career so far. I mean, for and I'm glad it's with us. I love, I love, I love that he's with us because other people hate him because of how he is. And I love, I love Tyrone Hero. I love it, man. James Harden didn't average 17 oh, until his third year, and he was 22. Nice. And James Harden never scored 37 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Word to Chef Trilly. Chef Trilly. Hey, we got to get Trilly in here sometime on our cast. I don't know if he'll get in here, but we should. We should try. We got clutch. Why not get Trilly? No, if really, if you're out there, if you're down, you know, just let us know. We'd love to have you on the pod, man. Joel, if anybody can make it happen, it's you. You got the heat and grip chat. Don't forget. All you got to do is DM him the screenshot of you in the heat, and it's over. That's it. Trilly knows. Trilly was all on that, that, that night. He was geeking with us. <laughs> That Hopefully was the one best. day we have enough power to get a heat player on. That'd be dope. I think I Joe, can't you get Myers or can't somebody in the chat get Myers? Whoa, I don't know about Myers, because some of y'all have Yeah, we, we don't know how to act. We don't know how to act. Yeah. Oh no. Would, do, do, do we do do we do we let him know that we appreciate his clapping? <laughs> we do appreciate clapping. Yeah, That's a valuable asset. <laughs> Yeah. If you get Myers Leonard, you need to handpick the people that is going to be on that pod. You can't put some piece, certain people on there. <laughs> like I'm gonna do a whole screening of the people, bro. Like I'm gonna have to, like I'm gonna have to make scripts. Like I'll tell you, I'll behave. I'll behave. Myers is cool. I just like making fun of him. He pro- he probably is one of the coolest players on our team. I mean, our whole team is cool. But you know, Myers Myers is accepting what he's there for. He's great in the locker room. I'm sure he's great in practice. He can come in when we need him. He can hit three. I don't hate on Myers. I know we hate on Myers, but I don't hate Myers. I mean, I'm a Heat fan, so, of course, people probably think I'm delusional, but I don't hate Myers. Whatever. I wish we had used that money elsewhere, but, yeah, I appreciate Myers. No, I I wish we had appreciate Cancer, you know what I mean? He could be a guy who's like, hey, you guys are paying me this much money. Why why aren't you playing me? And – be sitting on the bench and having given him, you know, a fit for everything. But at the end of the day, he's there. He's still putting his line for the team. He's still doing everything he has to do and being a professional. So, I mean, love or hate his performances, yeah. you can't hate him off the court because he, he's still doing what he wants to do. You never hear – that's one thing I like about our organization is you never hear any, like, internal tiffs or any, like, problems in the organization or anything really come out negative about an organization unless it involves gummy bears. So or Hassan Whiteside. Or Hassan Whiteside. Very true. Very true. Cage God, I'm so glad those days are gone. Hey man, I God, I forgot about Hassan that. Whiteside. Yeah. He used to play Call of Duty with me and my friend at some point. So Oh God. Hey, hey man, like whenever Whenever I see people saying, oh, that, that team that went 41 and 41 and had that 30, 30 and 11 run at the end, everybody's like, I miss that team. Da, 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 da. I, in my head, I'm just like, yo, that team can go to hell. I don't care about that team. <laughs> uh, the only people that I respect out of that team is Goron. And I, I'm probably missing in, in UD. That's it. Could you guys imagine if that wasn't the Heat? Like, if that was just some other random team? 
and we and like that would be the most annoying thing in the world. Imagine losing to Hassan Whiteside and James Johnson and Deion Waiters. Ugh. The Warriors did. <laughs> Jesus. Just God. Think a year, no, like the year Jesus. that LeBron left, a year after that. Imagine getting beat by Henry Walker. True, though. True, though. Oh, my God. Henry Jeez. Walker, Michael Beasley, and Shabazz Napier. Who's still in the league? I will never forgive LeBron James for having us draft Shabazz Yo. Napier. Yo, yo, I know I remember because he loved him. No, we, we drafted tra- him we like traded the fifteenth pick or something, right? Uh, we trick yeah, yeah, we we to the fifteenth or something high. Yeah, he was, but he, I think it was twenty three or something. Uh, yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. It well, it wasn't top twenty, it was twenty. Yeah, you're right. It was high though. because LeBron liked him for some reason. You know, him and him and Beasley were just in the G League draft. I don't know if either one got drafted. I don't think they did, but maybe. <laughs> Poor like Shabazz and then dipped. <laughs> yeah, Shabazz is the best we got in the draft. Yeah. Can, can we can we trade? Man set us up. Can we trade? Can we trade Mo Harkless to the G League draft for Michael I'll Beasley? That trade. That'd be fun. Mario Chalmers on this be fun. I miss I miss I miss James Johnson because if anybody would yeah, ever James miss Johnson, anybody that they just wouldn't they just wouldn't James Johnson is the culture <laughs> he's that toughness that does everything for the team yeah bro I love yeah, he was my favorite James player for Johnson, most teams bro. God he's he awesome. was like undefeated at bro he's yeah. He's one of he's one of my favorite players in the NBA, like low key. Like I mean, I don't like tweet about him or talk about him like hardcore, but I really respect him and his game and just everything he's about. That dude, like when I saw that fight man. that he got into with with the twins from like from Charlotte, like I just I just had a, I just had a big smile <laughs> the Martin on my face. Twins. I was like, that's bro. Yo, I would pay money to see them two. Bro. Versus him in the octagon, like the two Martin brothers versus the two Martin twins or whatever they are versus Bro, James Johnson, Johnson would octagon. use one of the twins as a stick and beat the other one with it. <laughs> yeah, he would get a flying. That would be fantastic. That would be they all, all these you all these YouTubers want to have little boxing matches and all this this uh, I'm, I'm not I can't use foul words but all this sissy stuff. So um, I I think if they really want ratings, you're going to get James Johnson and just throw anybody or any couple people or a few people in there. But I would love to see him in the market. Jake Paul don't want that Johnson. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. All these YouTubers that are wanting a fight, like begging people for a fight, I I pray to God that James Johnson just is like, let's go. Awesome. Bro. I don't care how much that fight costs. I don't care if that fight costs $500. I mean, I would probably pirate it, or I definitely would pirate it, but I'm not really saying that. But I, I don't. If, if it was $500 and that was the only way I could watch it, I'd pay $500 to watch that fight. Whoever he fights, I don't care. Put him in, put him in the ring with anybody. Like, like one of those YouTube people that you want to see get beat up. Anybody Speaking like of that. a former Heat player that beat people That'd up, be like great. I would – I would kind of like. Is anybody like just waiting for Jimmy to try to beat somebody up? Because that that's fun. T.J. Warren last year was fun. I don't think Goron. Jimmy, Jimmy, 
Bro, Jimmy could beat up any. I don't know anybody that could, that could whoop Jimmy. I just want league, somebody bro. to try to fight Jimmy because Jimmy Jimmy's funny when he plays and he's talking and he just doesn't stop talking and he's bawling. And he bodies you up after he gets so close to you that you're uncomfortable. Right. I and love it. Like, and he, he breathes, you he breathes down your when neck. Chris Paul did that to Duncan Robinson and then Jimmy just dropped his shoulder on him. When, yeah. when Chris Paul and threw the ball off Robinson and then yeah, took the other body his ass. Hell yeah, bro. I was screaming. Bro, I was screaming. I was jumping up and down like we won the finals when that happened. I was like, don't fuck with Duncan, oh, bitch. Man. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. I was yelling. Out. I was yelling. Sorry. It, it bleep. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, I was yelling, bro. I was yelling. That was awesome. Butler, man, what a great teammate! I'm so he that he. But I wish Butler was with the Heat like five or six years ago, and would be with us for you know. I wish he was with us when he was like 25, something like that, because he's a perfect player for us. I mean, then again, we probably wouldn't. We're have realistically gonna have but, Jimmy for like five, six years, and I've man, I wish we could have him for like 15. I'm excited. I know, bro. Imagine if we could have had him like 10 years ago, or not 10 years ago, like five, six years ago. It would be crazy. Oh, but I'm glad we have him now. I know he's not going anywhere. So that's fantastic. That's that's also good to know about having a team. Um, We could talk about this if you want, or at least mention it, that it's nice to know that having one of the best organizations in the NBA and having a solid team always, that your best player is committed and not going anywhere and not only your best player but your best few players as far as jimmy bam i know goron's probably not going anywhere we're, we'll, i hope we keep him until he retires and you know whoever else but I, I like that we don't have to worry about the same type of thing as like a harden or a irving or a wall westbrook yeah, or you know whatever stars on the heat we just kind of pick them off from other teams we yeah, could have had Jimmy right. Butler in 2011 because we took Norris Cole at the exactly. 28th spot and uh, Jimmy Butler was drafted 30th. So that was just a slip up on the heat. And Jimmy Butler's yeah. a neat player. And Marquette, too. You, th- you think they would have had their eye on him, especially with the Wade connect. And, and we – I mean, we're Marquette. We're, Mar- we, we're Marquette, Kentucky, Duke. We love those programs, so we figure. Right, I figured but at that we'd point, have had our the big three here. Heat. We really didn't need a fo- another forward or, or a shooting guard. They were right. looking for a point guard. That's where North Cole came in, which made sense. He filled his role. He did his role really well. True, very true. <laughs> he played well. He he did what he had to do. The biggest thing I think everybody remembers him is jumping up. The first one to jump up on the right three. Yeah. Oh my! So welcome, Miami sports junkie, to the pod. We're just gonna keep on talking. So oh, welcome, all right, junkie. yo, I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna have to tag out though, because I do have some responsibilities to take care of. <laughs> yeah, I did owe him on that. <laughs> I, I said I was gonna leave after like five minutes, and it, it's been half an hour. So yeah, guys, take care, keep talking, and and for sure, I'll catch you guys later. Uh, peace, Deuces. peace, clutch. Uh, I know another dude who also left. He wanted me to say goodbye for him as well. Was Brian? 
his audio got disconnected, so I ended up leaving. So uh, thanks, Brian, for also taking part in today's episode. So yeah, but anyways, what else are we trying to talk about? It's been talked about. We've been talking about James Harden and all that. It's oh my gosh, and then we started going on to other subjects as well. We also talked about yesterday's game. That was actually the best game of the season yesterday. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was awesome. I don't care if we lost. It doesn't matter. It's so early. It doesn't matter at all. Uh, we lost by one call, which was a carry and a bunch of other silly stuff. But it's uh, it's promising to see. I love what I saw from our team without our best players. Uh, we were talking about earlier also Hero having a higher shot volume and, and being more aggressive, being one of the, the the main shot taker on offense and how that would work well since we're not getting a Harden or probably, I don't know, anybody that's going to fill that role as of anytime soon. So we were talking about that and – just a lot of other, just a lot of other crazy. Yeah, I think stuff. I think yesterday we saw like one of the things that stood out to me in the game yesterday was I feel like Gabe Vincent needs to be playing a lot more minutes. Like this kid is aggressive, he's hungry, like he feels confident with the ball. Like I feel like that kid could seriously fill in everything that Nunn was doing and spot minutes here and there, he should be getting at least 15 minutes a game. Yeah, I agree. Talented point guard. I mean, yeah, he had agree. the most improved. He won the most improved uh, player in the G League not too long ago, like either last year or the year before that. So, dude's good. He's, he can stretch the floor. He fights on defense. He, he makes – he does things that Nunn does a little bit better than Nunn. And it almost seems like he's a little more – comfortable handling the ball as well. So it'll be interesting to see if he's able to take some of uh, Nunn's minutes, even though Nunn wasn't really getting that many minutes to begin with. But uh, he definitely should uh, take the lead on that uh, rotation and be ahead of Nunn for sure. So I'm sure you guys have dived into this. Yeah. But I, just, I just came into the pod. Um, I've had my freak out moments for the last, what, three or four hours since I find out about Brooklyn acquiring Harden. Initially, I was disappointed, you know, because that's my always my first tendency. But I've been dissecting this trade, and there was obviously no way Miami was going to be competitive. Um, essentially, what Houston picked up in that trade was four first-round picks. Obviously, Miami only having two. You know, potentially could have diverted one of their players for another one, but I don't know if they're willing to do that. And also, another thing to keep in mind is that the first pick is already in 2022 when our first pick wasn't until 2025, uh, potentially that we will be able to trade. So I guess when you look at that as a as a member of the Heat Nation, like we all are, you kind of got to understand, like, sometimes you get outbid in this business. And you got to move on. So I guess my next point is what do you think that he needs to do to at least be competitive right now in the East? I think you just got to make up a trade for uh, for at least a, a backup point guard. 
not being sure as far as how Tyler Hero handles that point guard position. You don't want to put it all on Goron having point guard duties. Uh, so I think maybe that that would be something interesting or finding a, a guy that can play time. Because we know Kelly is kind of inconsistent. You know, when he's on, he's on, and he's off, he's off. But uh, I think those are probably the two biggest holes right now. It's Megas for sure is that four spot because we don't know who's going to play next to Bam. Uh, but I don't see us as maybe a Bradley Beal making a huge, a huge, big trade. Uh, we probably make more one like like we did last year when we gave up Winslow and we got a couple extra guys. Do something more similar to that. Now with uh, Houston rebuilding, we definitely got to be making calls for PJ Tucker because he's a perfect guy. I would give up a first for PJ. The The, the thing the thing that I like is with us having a limited number of players last game is I know we need an immediate four and an immediate one, but it was nice to see that on our roster we have a, a solid one and a four backup or potentially starter, just depending on how stuff would pan out in Vincent and Precious. Because they both play the one and the four very well, not to starting caliber as of now, but it's nice to have a solid, reliable in you know in a second unit or whatever the situation may be. Player like Gabe Vincent or Precious to as a one and a four, which are our two biggest needs. But we do have players for decent. You know, it's. It's nice to see. It's nice to see that they can at least play with our other players. For example, Duncan and Tyler and Iggy and others, and our whole offense still flow nice and then fit in and contribute. So it's good to see that they fit in our system and they can play whatever role they're given. I think the biggest issue with Precious though is where is he going to see a lot of minutes because he can't really start next to Bam. They're both very similar players. So that's where I guess they run into an issue with him. I know he's playing great, and yesterday he had some really, really good moments. And I was excited to see that, but I don't know where he's going to get his heavy minutes from once Bam gets out of the protocol. And that's why essentially I, I guess I'm still like head-scratching onto why we made that pick because I know he's great, but it's just a minutes thing. He's like, you know, you have – you can't play him next to Bam. Like, they're essentially the same player. I mean, I, that's how I see it, at least. I mean, I think if Bam can develop that jump shot and just consistently shoot it more often, I think that we do have a spot for Precious because then Bam becomes the guy that spaces the floor a little bit more, and then you have Precious kind of playing free safety on defense and, and doing everything else on offense as well. Uh, but I think there is a little bit of uh, duplicatability yeah. there because you have two guys that do a lot of the same things. But I think down in the future, if Bam does continue to to expand his range, then Precious is a good guy to have there because you'll have him banging with centers. You can always switch the two, and then that's two centers that you can switch on one through five with almost everybody. So that makes us really flexible on defense. So maybe right now it's not a great fit. Definitely grow into becoming a good fit down the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, so this has been probably one of the longest episodes ever. I mean, does anyone have anything else they want to talk about or 
I mean, I know Quake, you actually just topped on. So. Yeah, how's everyone doing? Quake. Hola. Uh, Quake, do you, wanna, um, do you have anything you want to share? Well, I would just say to uh, monitor uh, two players in particular. Uh, Kyle Lowry, obviously, in Toronto. And uh, Victor Oladipo now in Houston. If uh, I assume that uh, the Rockets are going to uh, max out Oladipo, but perhaps they end up trading him again. And if that happens and Miami needs to uh, be open to the possibility of acquiring him, you might even be able to acquire Tucker with him for all we know. So. I think, I think Kyle Lowry would be a great fit, especially with uh, the way things are going in Toronto. He would be perfect in with Miami because he gives you another point of attack defender. He gives you somebody that can run the first unit. He'll kind of leave both out of the way. And then between him and Goron, I think that point guard spot is, is completely filled. You'll like Tyler Hero to, to play his more natural role, which is creator first, shot, or shot creator first, and play secondarily. So, I think a Kyle Lowry trade would be a nice fit to bring into Miami. I think the perfect trade would be to become the Miami Raptors and get Lowry and Tucker. I think an even better better trade would be if we could somehow get Lowry and Boucher or Boucher or however you want to say it. Chris Boucher or Boucher. Boucher. Boucher, oh, it's like Bobby Boucher, like Adam yeah. Sandler. It's like Boucher. Yeah. <laughs> Boucher. No, nah, that dude's nice, bro. I've been playing him in fantasy for um, this whole year. I played him a little bit last year. He's a monster. Um, he would definitely solve any interior issues that we would have. Guy's a shot-blocking, rebounding machine. Yeah, he was one of my favorite targets this past offseason. He's yeah, bro. I play him in DraftKings and FanDuel almost every day. He's so he's still so cheap. People don't understand, yeah. and not a lot of people play him, which I don't get either. Yeah. He's I I'll always he's one of my favorite players to play in DFS. Well, the thing the thing uh, Oladipo has over Lowry would be age, obviously. Uh, you would have to pay him after this year, which I think uh, a lot of people might be wary of given his injury history, but. So far this year, he's looked, he's looked like himself. He looks like the same player he was in 2018 who made the All-NBA team. So. By the way, um, Quake, just want to say your mic oh, okay. is a little acting up. Yeah, the last thing I'm going to say before I hop off here. Um, yeah, it's the hardest thing, of course. Like, you can't panic about it just because we didn't overpay for him. You know, at the end of the day, we kept what we wanted. And we live to fight another day. And at the end of the day, this is the team that went to the finals last year. And, of course, we got some problems at the beginning of the year. But we got a couple of new players that got to put in our system. We got, you know, Precious coming in, Avery coming in. You know, more Harkless isn't what we want it to be. But, you know, he's still a guy on the back. And then we have a couple of young guys coming up. Like uh, like KZ is in the back line. And then we got Gabe Vincent in the back line. We got a couple of, of good assets coming up as well. So just not uh, – don't panic. Because we, there's nothing really to panic about. We get, like 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 one of you guys said, we got outbid, and that happens in the business. You're gonna get outbid, and I'd rather not overpay, uh, and and get hardened, and then it doesn't work out. Then just keeping what we have and moving forward. We got a good squad, and I really think 
obviously we're not favored to go to the finals this year, but this is a team that can dig down coach spoken out spoke couch coach other teams and we could make it to the finals again that's very well said that's very well said and with that, my guys it's a great <laughs> summary of what we got going on i am going to head out i hope you have a wonderful night and stay safe Bird. yes sir that was jonathan right so shout out to you, Jonathan, for hopping on. And oh uh, yeah, and I hope to we Yo, get appreciate to you having me on, another man. episode, man. No problem. And I like I said, I really hope we could see you again soon. And thanks for hopping on for probably when we Yeah, you know I gotta come on and make some history. That's how it is. All right, y'all. Take it easy. <laughs> yes, sir. Later, man. All right, bet. So, yeah, we got a whole rotation going on right now. Now we're trying to see who comes on the floor now that Jonathan's <laughs> on the bench. Right, so, I don't know, or should we talk about anything else, or do we feel like we've covered a lot? I feel, I feel, I feel like we've talked about a lot. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really know what else there is to cover unless anything breaks. In the next little bit, but I I don't know what else is going to happen. Maybe this stuff triggers other things around the league. That's what I've been waiting for. Normally, stuff like that happens once somebody makes a move. Somebody oh, else for will. Sure. I mean, kind of like, like dominoes. For sure, you're going to have to see. I guarantee you. Maybe not now, but in two months, Miami's going to make a move. They have to now. Like before was a maybe. Now is they have to. Like, I don't even need sources to know this. Because mm-hmm. I know, I, I was, like, scrolling through Twitter, and I know um, Junkie, you went out and tweeted something. I know, I believe, yeah, you, I know you mentioned how, like, you feel like the Heat is going to, well, specifically Pat Riley is going to. Yeah, because the thing is that you got to see it like, okay, so Pat Riley probably looked at it this way. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are injury away from not being competitive in the playoffs. You know, Philadelphia is always going to be Philadelphia. Uh, you know, I think Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, they're maybe going to be a little better, but I don't think they're going to, you know, go that far in the East. And then, you know, even though they did get better though, right? Because they added finally shooters around these guys. With Danny Green and Seth Curry. And by the way, I don't think it's been talked about enough. I think Tobias Harris is having a really good year. Um, so that. And then you have Milwaukee adding, you know, basically a perennial all-star, Drew Holiday, who should be an all-star in the East. You know, so essentially there's been like a huge shift to last season where – there's been a balance of power from the West shifting to the East. And now your window of like last season gets more difficult. So you can't expect Pat Riley to think we're going to ride Kelly Olenek at the four who he's been good, but we all know he's very inconsistent and his defensive liability is a huge problem. And, you know, a point guard, in having Tyler Hero be your starting guard 
which obviously, you know, although, you know, he's had some good games, it hasn't been at the, at the point guard position. Gabe Vincent was handling the ball yesterday. So I, I do think 100% the Heat are going to make, if not one, multiple moves between here and March 25th. And welcome. Welcome How's it going, Alex, everyone? Follow me on Twitter, A underscore VI98. How's everyone feeling right now? Hey, I'm good, man. Good, good. Good, good. Glad to be here. You go ahead. Anyway, you were finishing your statement. Yeah, Was like I said, I just I can't that? see Pat Riley seeing the East get so much better and him thinking bringing in Avery Bradley and obviously Mole Harkless experiment that's not worked out is going to get him, you know, closer to that ring. I mean, you got to think about a guy like Pat Riley, how competitive he is. And the fact that LeBron and he was, you know, we got injured and LeBron won and he was laughing like, hey, you thought you had a chance against me. All that stuff, you know, that guy's more competitive probably than anybody on on Twitter whatever, like, that guy's not going to just, like, sit back. I, I just can't see it. I see him making multiple moves now. Yeah, he'll make a move somewhere. I think I think the Heat need a, a wing or multiple. Agreed. We'll see who becomes available when it gets closer to the deadline. New people become available all the time. We just don't know who it is yet. We'll see. Sure. Like two years ago, no one thought, at least I didn't think AD was going to ask out. When Kawhi asked out, that was kind of a surprise. And, you know, it just happens. Did I didn't think Harden was going to get moved this year before the season started. So more people will become available. And if the Heat think that they could fit their then I think they'll make the move. So, anyways, so moving forward, anything else y'all? Um, what have you discuss guys discussed time? so far? Basically everything, right? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, I just came in just now. Yeah, yeah. for sure, things been discussed. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, like trade the trade that went down. Then the Heat game as well against Philadelphia last night. And then expectations for. Uh, I mean, game. if Joel Embiid plays how he out? plays from how he did second half from opening tip, it's going to be real hard to stop him. But um, hopefully Danny Green doesn't hit a career high nine threes again. But if we could stay hot from three like we started to, then uh, towards I believe the second quarter started to get hot from three. I think we could stay in it. But Embiid's going to get his. We should all know that. I was shocked first half how neutralized he was, but. I guess someone finally told him he's one of the best players in the league, and he showed his second half. That was unreal. But if he plays like that from the tip, it's going to be hard. But I think we could pull it off if we stay hot from three. And plus, I think also they're getting some right. players back too, so it's going to be even harder. I think, like, who comes back? Shake Milton, I think. A couple other players. I think two or three other players are coming back for him. So, anyways, but, yeah. But so it looks like it's almost time to end the pod. I know everyone's upset, but before we do, I actually want to play a game because I feel like it's the proper way to end it. So we're going to play um, 
what's it called never have i ever heat edition so basically how is this going to work is that you're going to say okay. never to one of the following all right so i'm going to ask a few questions and those with the well let me how does this work right who is it like the the people who say never the least is the winner or something like that i don't know But yeah, we're going to play Never Have I Ever. All right, I'm down. Let's do it. All right, y'all ready? All right. Never have I ever been to Never. A I have. I have. Right, I have. So we're all on the heat game ship, right? No, I have. I've been to a lot oh, of wait, you haven't or have Real quick, what was the last game you guys been to? Mine was the D-Way Jersey retirement. Mine was the Hornets game before the season got postponed, oh, wow. I guess, in 2019. Yeah, last, wow, okay. They're the last game, wow. I went to the, the Hawks game where Duncan Robinson and Bam had a triple-double with 30 points, and so did Oh, that's when everyone was oh, wow. 36 points and Jimmy Butler triple-double. Yeah, that game. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah. it's that over. Yeah. Like it's oh, over. wow. That game was cool. That night was cool. That's epic. It was a Star Wars night, too. So it was super cool. Oh, that's epic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's cool, man. All right, next question. Never have I ever. Never. Never. I've met I've Never. met Mickey Arison, D Wade's dad, and that's it. <laughs> that's uh did not. The, oh no, I have met a player. I met Mark Strickland. He used to come to my bar when he used to bartend. And he and I met Tim Hardaway because he brought in Tim Hardaway. Oh, I take that back. Cool. I take that back. And Bashawn Leonard. I take right, that now way you're back. a little bit now. No, oh, no, no. I'm not. I'm so sorry. I thought. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. I thought we were talking about like current at first. Um, I used to run. I used to run. Red, I live right downtown, a few blocks from the arena. I used to run Red Bar. I live in Brickell. I used to run Red Bar um, over in Mary, like by Mary Brickell Village, and uh, D Way's dad used to come in, and Chalmers' dad used to come in, um, and then this guy Mark Strickland. He played for the Kings, then he played for the Heat, and he's real good friends with Hardaway and Leonard, and he brought them by, and he actually got Mark Cuban to come to my bar. I met Mark Cuban. Took shots with him. This was uh, before the Mavs, 2011. Um, bullshit. Did you say and you I ran was it trying or to, you I, owned it? No, I used to manage it and bartend there. No, my buddy Danny and Cortland own it. Um, it's called Red Bar. It's I, on Southwest 10th Street. I went there for my wife's birthday a couple years back. Yeah, yeah. I used to, yeah, I used to, I used to um, be the manager and bartender. It was from 2009 to 2014, or like or late, late January 2014. So like. Very early, uh, but it's I still go there and, and stuff. But it was amazing. We we had um we used to have cookouts on Sunday, and that's where Strickland would bring the the old the older players that he was friends with, and he ended up getting Cuban that one time. And I took two shots with him. I got it's on my Instagram. I got pictures with it. Insane. So in a period of a couple months, I got to shake the hands of Cuban and Mickey Arison. Nice. And Arison was Arison was wearing the 06 ring too when I shook his hand. This was in this was when we were playing the Bucks in the 2012 first round. My buddy got us. He used to run STK Steak and got us floor tickets. And we went in through the side 
through the red carpet and met him going into the lounge for the bar and the thing is then went out to the court for our seats. But it was awesome. Crazy, man. I've had some cool heat experiences, bro. Yeah, I met James Johnson. I think I've shared that picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, you did. I've met uh, oh, yeah. Tyler Johnson, yeah, yeah. so I met the Johnson yeah, yeah. brothers. Johnson, nice. Johnson. Um, and I also met, um, oh my god, PJ Brown when I was a kid. I went to Chuck E. Cheese and I saw him there. What I just aged my you met PJ Brown at Chuck E. Cheese. He actually, awesome. he actually signed one of my tickets. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Super nice guy. What a cool story. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been a couple of heat <laughs> players. <laughs> so, next question. Is, um, never have I ever given up on this team before. 30, uh, when we started off 1130, I did. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking draft prospects at that time. But that's just me. I'm being honest. Same, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm guilty. All right. So next one is never have I ever said LeBron is the goat. Um, no, Jordan. I, I have twenty three tattooed on uh, on my chest, but that's because of Jordan, not LeBron. I'm I'm older than most people. I grew up watching Jordan like hardcore. That's what got me to love basketball. Uh, so I I don't think anybody's better than Jordan or ever be. Be so that that the 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 Mickey word will never come out of my mouth. Is the greatest ever. <laughs> yeah, I have never said LeBron is a goat. I think uh, yeah. I grew up watching Jordan too, and I, I Jordan never called uh, Charles Barkley or Akeem Olajuwon to come join him on the Bulls. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jordan always. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. Never and I already know I'm out for this question. Never have I ever I'm out. We're all out. We're all, all out. out. Yeah. We're all out. <laughs> all right. Next one. Never have oh, I, got I ever merch. owned any I got vice it. merch. The black vice, the white vice. Those are the main two. I, I don't, but I want to get I want to get some. Are you talking about the the new vice, the the colorway, the oh any oh oh I, I like I have vice nights. I like vice nights, man. And I got, that's my jam. That's my jam. I'll wait till March twenty fifth to get mine. <laughs> to make sure. <laughs> I thought. Does anybody have Does anybody have vice versa yet? No, I don't. Nope. No. I don't either. No, I don't uh-huh. either. <clears throat> All right, next one. Never have I ever trashed the magic <laughs> and their fans. No, I never I'm had out. a trash oh, yeah. with them, honestly. I never have, actually, because yeah. they're not even worth my time. Exactly. What's the discuss? I was going to say, but I don't even know if the magic have, like, online fans. I've never, I've I've never mean, seen I, it. And I, and I don't think I've met a magic fan in person in the last 20 years since Penny and Shaq. I only know baby. one. I legit only know one. That's Right, and I live in Florida. I don't know any Magic fans. The know. fact that I only met one though out of twenty-two years of life is crazy. But 
Yeah. Hey, by the way, cool story about Penny. I actually, I worked out with him in the gym before. What? Yeah, man. Penny Hardaway? Penny Hardaway. But this was, he was retired already. Well, who cares? He's a great coach. Who were, who, who said that? Who? Before you know it, Junkie's going to yeah. about how he <laughs> I was in Vegas. Dog. I was in like Vegas. I, you know, I didn't want to like, kind of like tell everybody. Like, no, I'm no, but I worked out with Penny, and like it was funny because he was asking me about pointers, how to get bigger. Like, is that is this junkie saying this? Yeah. What, bro? That's sick. Yeah. Um, the cool, the coolest thing I ever did with that is like I'm from, I live in, I live in Miami, but I'm from North Carolina. You can probably tell with my accent. No, I totally uh, thought I, you were from New York. You just threw me off. I, I was, I was, well, I was, I was born in Manhattan. That's the funny thing. I was born in Manhattan, but I grew up in New York. I mean, North Carolina. Sorry. But I grew up in uh, by Winston Salem. I'm a Duke fan. My, some of my family went to Duke. I was raised a Duke fan, but I always went to Wake Forest basketball camp. Dave Dave Odom basketball camp and stuff. And so I, we I grew up having like Randolph Childress, Rusty Larue, Tim Duncan, uh, uh, like uh, several like crazy cool players. Uh, be like when they were playing in college, uh, like coaches and stuff like that, and and that's unbelievable. And like stuff like that, you have a McGrady. Like, geez, that's one of my favorite players of all time. I would, I would, I would, I would faint if I had Tracy McGrady coaching me at something. Or like, that would be nuts. No, you that's know, wild. it's crazy. Is Miami's a small town, so I haven't mentioned this before, but I I went to high school at LaSalle, where the Heat used to practice. So yeah, 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 for sure. So they used to use our our gym to work out. Every way, every yeah, day, every day. Don't don't they still? Do they not still? Um, oh, I guess because of COVID, they might now. But didn't they still work out at LaSalle as of recently, or like? No, I think after I think after they made the American Airlines Arena, they put like a gym. That was before. Yeah. Okay. And they I've scrimmage them, there. That's what it is. They scrimmage the there. The play. That's what it is. Well, and they do a lot I know of, I've seen it online. They do a lot of Christopher Columbus as well. A lot of a lot of NBA players go to Columbus High School uh, to work out. I remember in like 2011, I think. Miami, like in Miami, LeBron and Wade hosted. Bro, like I was there. Of I was yeah, it was at it was at Florida International. Yes, it was. Bro, I, I was, was the so first. I, yo, it was fifty dollars to get yeah. in. First come, first yeah. serve. Sit wherever you want in a three thousand put thing. I was the motherfucker in. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to come. I was the motherfucker. I was the one in line wearing a poncho because it, so it was raining. Yeah. I was the person. I, we got there at seven a.m. Me and my friend. Drunk as a skunk, we had a cooler with 48 beers, so much liquor. We were the ones in the front of the line passing out beers to everybody. I have pictures That's from all that. That was the baddest wait, wait, lineup actually, ever. Actually, that was so fun, bro. I watched Kevin Durant hit 100 threes in a row warming up from the top of the cake. I actually got one, one more cool heat story. Um, I, uh, I, I used to play pickup basketball at LA Fitness in South Miami. And I actually was picked up by Darrell Wright on his pickup team, and I played with him. Oh, wow. Yeah. I caught one of his passes, so that was pretty cool. 
Yeah. Oh, we all got some cool Yeah, Miami's a small city. I've been here 11 years, and I live right <laughs> in Brickell. And it's like, people are like, Miami's so cheap. So, next question is, um, never have I ever defended oh, I Jones Jr. on yeah, winning yeah, the dunk I contest. Have. I have, too. I mean, I think we've all used the whole argument that um, yeah, Aaron yeah. Gordon just basically sat exactly. on top taco. That's what it was. He and he did, I think, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, the round before it went to overtime, he did like a very similar dunk to Derek Jones. He got the same score. And we thought, yeah, it should have ended right there. But yeah. And obviously, Dwayne Wade yeah. was the judge. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Next. <laughs> Next one. Never, Never have, have I ever been, Never. been Never to have a heat Never. away game. No. I would have loved to have been a, a Heat fan in Madison Square Garden. How Dwayne Wade used to love to play over there. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, next question. Um, I'm, I know I'm out for this one. Never have I ever said Heat owns Florida. Of course. That's like, who else does? <laughs> I don't know. You got some Raptors no, are saying they own it for now because they're funny. in Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. We have never have I ever claimed that the um, what's it? The Vikings. No, I thought that, especially when they came out with the one last year with the blue. I like those a lot. When they came out with the first one, actually, I like the white. The white was the one that I. That's probably my favorite white one. The white voice. Right, next one. Never have I ever rewatched Ray We're Alice all out there. About, I could just listen to the audio of that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know exactly how it goes, exactly. My girlfriend at the time tweeted John tried John tried the night of the heat game. Never I got that. Bought a got a weight jersey. I got like three weight jerseys. That's my first seat jersey for the weight jersey. Yeah, I got, I got a All right. Next one. No, I didn't cry. I was extremely, extremely sad. And then I went to the game where he came back as a bull against the Heat. It was so weird. Being in that uniform, playing against us, playing at the AAA as an opponent. It was weird. That didn't, I don't, that didn't happen. I don't know what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never have. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I feel like I wanted to bring some fiction to right. it, like a hypothetical. Okay, okay that's fair. You know, like what would we do if it happened, you know? Yeah, exactly, so you know. Just, well, you got to keep the pod going, exactly. You're trying to break records, you know what I mean? Anyways, never have I ever had any anxiety or near heart attack during a game. Last night, night I was screaming at all hours of the night. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out as a definitely. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Exactly. Last night. Exactly. Can we just talk about? Can we just talk about um, briefly on that? Just one little side note. Okay. 
Because um, I was talking about heart attack moments. Uh, I think it was we got the ball back when Embiid tied the game with 3.8 seconds. Mm-hmm. Why in this earth did Olenek take that shot? I don't know what that was at all. I thought, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Horrible. I don't know what that was. I don't know what they're trying to do there. He and it, the thing is that he takes these shots sometimes. That is just this Kenny Olenek. His his man bone his man bone was too tight. <laughs> I mean, I think I I don't even. How does he get designs for who inbounds the ball? Like, was why would Hero when he's the one like leading the team in the comeback be inbounding the ball? Wouldn't you want him available? Normally, normally, oh, someone's speaking. Kelly was like a last option. Yeah, I think I watched that play again. It looked like because it was broken. green on Hero's guy to get Hero open. Yeah. But Mike Scott was really right on Olenek, so it's like whatever. Yeah. Bro, that that they got they 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 planned for that play well defensively. They did, they did honestly, yeah. And the language like just like oh whatever, I'm gonna shoot it. And then he. All right, let's continue. Next one. This is a funny one. Never have I ever said resigning Hassan Whiteside. Was I didn't say it was amazing, but I expected it to happen. That they were paying big money. I was like, oh, it's cool. And then the first year, he had a good year. And then after that, it was just uh, – he started complaining about – what he say? He said something like, I don't know why we're, we're sizing down. And then after that, it was just downhill. I think it was a game. I was actually at that game. It was against Brooklyn. We played small at the end of overtime. Then he uh, complained in the locker room. And after that, it went downhill. No. Next one. Never have I ever thrown something at your TV. And never have Spurs you ever thrown something at your TV after a Spurs in the 2015 finals. 2014 finals. No, I didn't throw something at my TV, but I threw something. I don't know if you guys remember the Bucks and Heat game where we came back uh, without Jimmy Butler, and they missed like six straight free throws, and I threw something. Before the band block on Bledsoe, they literally missed like six straight free throws, and I threw something. Not at the TV, but I did throw something. Next one. Never have I ever cold water slow a bus. I didn't call him. Next question. (laughs) I think I've been on the bus train since after his rookie season. (laughs) That was it. After after year one? Yeah, year one, they had the nice little run, him and Jay Rich in the playoffs. And then that was it. That was the end of Winslow for me. Five left, and then we end this legendary episode. No, so I never cried. Never I've been very I mad after a loss, loss, but I never cried. I've never cried no. either. Yeah, no. Just, the, only, no. The, the only time I ever cried was when Ray Allen hit that three. Oh, here's <laughs> that's, the, that's the only time. That's the only time I ever cried over really any sports, I think. It was tears of joy. Tears of joy, exactly. It was crazy. My ex, like I was saying earlier, my ex girlfriend tweeted that out, or like, and put it on Facebook everywhere. John cried after the or at the heat game tonight. 
I was like, damn you. <laughs> it was worth it. I don't care. It was amazing. Next one. Did you guys see that little video that the Sixers Nation? Yeah. Oh my goodness. We don't. We're not. Yeah. yeah we talked about that earlier, but we don't care about them. They just we continue living rent free in their. Heads, I'm not. I'm not worried or scared know. about the Sixers at all. Oh yeah, let me see, let me tell you something. As much as everybody's concerned with Brooklyn. I think that we dodge a bullet, believe it or not. Well, with, with Hardy not going to Philly, you're saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because for some, I, I don't think, I think it's going to, it's not going to work out. I don't know why. You think it's going to work in Brooklyn? It's too many, it's only one basketball. That's fair. You know. All right, next one. Never, never have I ever. <laughs> I never did. Wait, it never was died. fun watching it, though. It was, it was uh, really fun uh, watching it. I can't, yeah, I can't. The, the only the only times I believed in Waiters Island is after consuming gummies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a believer. It was a little fun. What a month of that Waiters Island stuff. It was a good fun month. Next one. I feel like everyone's gonna. This is an obvious um question where no one's. Gonna, this is gonna be a blowout. In other words, never have I ever yeah. said There's... Whiteside was overpaid and wasn't good. I'm at pretty him. sure everyone wanted him out of. I think that was like game fifteen of his first season under contract with the four year. Well, one of the few times I've questioned Pat. I think I think we all questioned Pat, especially after that uh, we gave everyone contracts after the thirty and eleven. That's the one time, I'm like, huh? Like, what are you but doing? Some, some, see, that's what I say. Some of Heat fans were riding that wave. Yeah, no. They because we struck out on Hayward. Once you struck out on Hayward, all the deals just started rolling through. Waiters, Johnson, Olenek, all four years, like fifty. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. It was it, that was a that was a dark time. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. You have no idea. I just every time we get rid of the, one of those guys, and Olympics, the last one, it just I feel like a relief. <laughs> like, Poor Kelly. <laughs> Kelly's I like the last Kelly. One. <laughs> <laughs> last one, and I we all did this yesterday. Oh, I'm, out, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, They didn't. You yeah. Didn't, did you see the last uh, report on the, uh, the the? They said Joel and B didn't carry on that play before yeah. the block. I'm out since I was like two years old. I'm out. I believe. I hate the refs. I hate the refs. Yeah. And you know, hey, last night that was a carry, bro. I know. You know those refs. You know those refs reviewing that blocking foul must have been looking at that, being like, "Golly, we're about to get a fine or get like game." That's what I was saying. We just missed. We just missed a huge play that we can't review. And the, last, they and review the last two minute report said Embiid didn't do anything on that dribble. He didn't do anything. It wasn't a carry. The crazy right. I just and he went I one way and turned the other way with the ball yeah, exactly. still in his hand up in the air. His palm was facing the sky. <laughs> we always we always tend to lose when games are over officiated. 
I've I've noticed that as a Heat fan. Like whenever there's a game that's like over officiated, we always lose. I don't know why. You know what I mean? Like where they're blowing whistles every two seconds, like <laughs> yesterday. But anyway, okay. so that being said, I feel like it's time, guys. It's kind of a little. I'm tearing up. I'm tearing up now, Joel. So speaking of crying, I'm. I actually have a, a a few tear. I'm shedding a couple tear right now. Maybe two. Maybe two. Two tears. Two. Really the dream is over, out. guys. James Harden is a Brooklyn <laughs> Net. James Harden <laughs> is a Brooklyn Net. Dream is over. Yep, time to just how it is and. It comes up and we're in some trade rumors again, and then we talk about everything again. No <laughs> trade, so forth. But for now, I'm just focused on the team, how it is. Hopefully, Tyrone Hero harnesses his inner hood powers and and becomes a 30 point a game score. Last two games, maybe he'll get maybe he'll maybe he'll grow his hair up and get cornrows. That would be fantastic. Last two games, drop 30 a game. Yeah, last two games, he's been doing it 34. Legally changes, legally changes his name to Tyrone, also. I mean, but yeah, you know, aside from that, you know, I feel like we covered, we basically covered everything in today's episode. So I mean, we have more people on today's episode <laughs> than Miami has yeah. playoff rotations. So, so quick thing, I want to say shout out to everybody in our rotations, including uh, Miami Clutch, Ramari, uh, let's see, we got Ryan. Um, I'm trying to bring up more people who were here when we first started. So we got Miami Clutch, Ramari, Ryan, and then Jimmy Buckets as well. The only person yo, yo. for the entire <laughs> episode. Fun. So props to you, man. Um, and then also What's up? off the bench for us, none other than Miami Sports Junkie, uh, uh, Quake, uh, Jonathan, uh, that's and then also um Alex as well. So we had nine people, you know, if you include me on today's pod, which is amazing. So yeah, but anyways, it's time to call it an end. Um, you know, this today's episode probably lasted longer than <laughs> an episode of Monday Night Wrestling, Raw, like ten like years. Hours. Wow. So, Monday Night Raw reference. Uh, but yeah, but I don't have problems with that. Or if you want to put so that we talked about wrestling as well. <laughs> so without further ado, so everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of Heat vs. the World or today's edition of Sufol Sky Force vs. the World. And have a good night, everyone. Very soon, all right. Good night. So with that being said, we out. Good night.